Just go home. Nope, what the fuck? We're unmuted, so here we go. What's up? Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, this is going to be one of the weirdest intros of all time. Did that all come through? Oh, yeah. It all oh, Besides wow. the first one. Oh, wow. Okay. So now I just look like the fucking moron. Thanks a lot for that. Hey, at least no I acknowledged idea. it, right? You did. Right, I took it. It's okay. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. We're back. We're feeling as best as we can at this point in time, and we got a show to do. This is episode 225 for the week of March 6, 2022. The title of this episode is Seasonal Slump. Yep. Uh, and, Will, before we get... Well, actually, fuck it, hey. Jesus Christ. My name's Josh, a.k.a. J.K. Fire. Oh, yeah. This week, I'm joined by the man, and you wouldn't know it, but a D&D shirt underneath the Space Station Gaming hoodie. Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this Tuesday afternoon i'm doing all right hanging in there like you said feeling the best as we could can yeah. could will anyway uh that's your name yeah <laughs> yep we're gonna do it how, how are you doing i'm doing as good as i can as well uh still recovering over the bullshit that's ravaged the family um you may hear us burp tonight because that's a thing apparently <laughs> way to just make this fucking thing weirder hey it's a weird ass side <laughs> effect all right hear us burp like hey if you're into that sort of thing stay tuned i guess some good asmr here what the fuck okay before we get into what is on this episode of the show in all seriousness i want to say happy international women's day today to all the phenomenal women out there um in our lives, outside of our lives, those who make the world a better place, thank you all so much. Um, we wouldn't be where we are today without the wonderful women in our life, um, moms, significant others, my kid, whatever it may be. Um, so shout out to all the wonderful women. Will. Yeah. Do you want to know what's on this week's episode of sure, the show? Sure, sure. An HCS team partnership update, an HCS Kansas City update, but not the one we're like waiting for for this week, but one in general. Uh, Optic dominates in scrims, but does this prove anything? Tons of tournament announcements and recaps. Will's going to have a heyday. Uh, details on Halo Infinite Season 2 have finally, finally, I can't do The Rock because I have a higher pitched voice than him. So there's that. I also don't look anything like him, but that's okay. Uh, those have been revealed. We're going to talk about those. CDL Optic major results. Hence why I'm wearing this and then uh, video games because we also just don't play Halo all the time. Uh, so without further ado, before we before you hit the, the button to make the sound go, Shio uh, and Justin, everybody else tuning into the live show, welcome. It's good to see you. Hope you're having a great night. Um, Shio says, I was thinking about buying that one. To be honest, it's a nice jersey. It is a nice jersey. It's also the Halo one. So that's cool. Um, and thank you, Justin. It is a nice optic gaming jersey. Will, let's get into some competitive news. Europa Halo 2v2 Double Trouble Update. This is by Europa Halo, and I quote, Unfortunately, and with apologies, we've had to cancel our upcoming Double Trouble 2v2 scheduled for this Saturday, the 5th of March. That have already taken place, obviously. Due to staff changes in recent weeks, we made the tough decision to cancel this date. A new roadmap will be out soon, TM. Tournament announcement, this is by Infinite. Remember uh, Infinite? With the N, not Halo Infinite, but like the organization Infinite. Uh, we are partnering with 
Um, UNCW Esports to host our first Halo Infinite 2v2 tournament. It's on March 19th. You can follow uh, UNCW Esports. That's how you enter. And there's a $500 prize pool with the top three being paid out. And then there's another tournament announcement by Knights Arena, a.k.a. the Pittsburgh Knights. There was a weekly 4v4 tournament starting tomorrow on March 9th because we're recording this slash doing this live on March 8th. Um, you can sign up at the link in the Google Doc of the show to the show, exclamation point, so much in chat, and that link should fucking work. And if it doesn't, I'm sorry. And then they have monthly 4v4 tournaments starting on March 25th and 26th. You can sign up again in the link in the Google Doc of the show to the show, exclamation point, so much in chat, and I hope the fucking link works. Also, um, since Shio mentioned it, and I'm a fucking asshole because I forgot to include it, them, uh, Halo Rec League and, um, what the fuck else did I see today? Halo Rec League and LFTG. Those are the two. Um, they are both now, uh, partnered through Face It. So you can get face it points through the tournaments. So that's fucking rad. So if you want face it points for their shit, then sign up for their fucking tournaments. HCS team partnership expansion. This is by Tashi. Today we have some exciting news to share about the expansion of the HCS, particularly with the team partnership program. Before getting into that, however, we, we know right now the competitive community has a growing list of feedback ranging from weapon balance, more maps and modes, continued updates to ranked and anti-cheat, and more. This blog, guess what, is not the place to get those details, but we felt it was still important to acknowledge this feedback and say the various teams at 343 are working diligently on everything listed above and more. But for the team partnership program, today we're excited to announce that the program is officially expanding. In year two, of HCS, we're going to be adding one to three more partner teams into the program, and the application window for expiring teams is opening right now. There are many teams looking to get into the partnership program, and while we wish we could bring them all in right away, we are committed to a slow and steady approach with a long-term vision. It's critical that we don't expand too quickly, and we are methodically expanding based on the metrics and success that we are seeing improving out as we go. So there you go. Again, this is for... Year two, this is not for right now. You can get applications in right now, but one to three teams will be added in year two. And then the final piece of competitive news. We have HCS Kansas City updates. This is by Tashi. Uh, Tashi, in a reply, stated, things are looking good. Tickets and team passes are on sale in the next two weeks, hoping no other variants or curveballs come our way. And then in a uh, recent tweet from Tashi, he states, HCS Kansas City Major blog is dropping later this week, containing full info about the event, format, FAQ, and will announce dates and times for tickets and team passes uh, uh, for sales. On top of the tournament, you can expect more team booths, new merch, and an entirely new and epic show match. All right. Awesome. So that's fucking rad. Looking forward to that blog post. Was kind of hoping it would have been today, but you know, later in the week, I imagine Thursday, Thursday or Friday. But hey, or it could come out tomorrow and I could just be dead wrong all the time because that's usually how it is. That's it for the uh, competitive news. 
your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for Halo eSports needs, and you can buy some of their merch that they have as well. There are some daily tournaments that are taking place, Will. They're at Halo Agent, UMG, and First Blood. All of them. Go check them out. On Tuesday, March 8th, that's today, you have the Halo Chamber EU Open Qualifier, and because it's not listed here, but I believe it's still going on, the Monday Tuesday Open Tournament, Open Series Tournament by Louis V. Titan. On Wednesday, March 9th, the Knights Arena Weekly Halo Infinite 4v4. On Thursday, March 10th, the Xbox Fan Fest ladder matches for North America and EU. On Saturday, March 12th, it's a doozy. We have the Xbox Fan Fest Weekly Qualifier number three for NA and EU. Penn Halo March 4v4 Draft Tournament. Lady Spartan Pro Series Finals number one. Fire Up Esports Lounge 2v2 Land. Remind Halo Infinite FFA SWAT Tournament. And the HCS Super Qualifi- Qualifier for the EU region. And on Sunday, March 13th, the HCS Open Series for Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, and North America. The reason why we didn't include EU is because they have their super qualifier that is taking place the day before. Well, I think it's over the two days, but that's besides the point. That's it. For upcoming turns of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo Esports news. Will, what do we got next? Rostermania! Yes, yes, some Rostermania. Some fun things going on in the world of Halo. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, Tony Two Tart has been picked up by G1. I'm so glad you said it like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Wonder Boy signed as a coach for the one and only Navi. We'll see if they can improve their play with the new coach at the helm. Congratulations, Wonder Boy. Yes, yes. Great job picking him up. Uh, he's always been around Halo. It's good to see him partnering with the team. And Martin was right. It was, I mean, Martin obviously knew, but yeah. it, it had nothing to do with uh, um, being a caster for the HS. Yeah, not talent. Yeah. Still hoping that I mean, is a thing eventually. Kid, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And then uh, Cherished, Cherished posted the GIF contract signing, so we'll see what comes there. Now, Will. Uh-huh. What if I told you? Oh, we know? Or do we not know? What if I told you we did know? Oh, we did know. I don't know. But we're not going to say. Oh, we're waiting for the What if I told you we actually, for the first time ever, like legitimately had hashtag Intel? Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? Nuts. Like I said, we're not going to say. Okay. But you have to wait and see. Yeah, we're going to let the person explain it. Okay. Uh, That's all we got for Rostermania. Thank you, Will. Scrim recaps. And if you want all your scrim recaps, well, not yours, unless you're a pro player or AM player, whatever it may be, if your team is recognized over on halodatahive.com, then uh, you can check out all scrim recaps for all regions over at halodatahive.com. Check out halodatahive.com for all your Halo statistical needs. Notable scrims. We have a few. Okay. And if uh, you didn't realize this, then you'll realize it now. On March 3rd, Optic Gaming whooped Sentinel's asses 12 to 1 in a scrim. On that same night, Optic Gaming whooped BBG's asses 13 to nothing in a scrim. This is with Formal, by the way, the new teammate. And on March 4th, 
Optic Gaming whooped United's ass 12 to 1 in a scrim. You're talking about today's? Or is this yesterday? What happened yesterday? On March 7th, Optic Gaming whooped. Oh, who gives a shit? I didn't include that for a specific reason. Oh my god. Optic Gaming whooped X Set's ass. 12 to 1. So I, I tuned, but it's fucking X Set. I tuned in for that scrim and I don't Why? know. I don't know if because it's the only one I was able to watch. Sure. I wanted to see how they were performing together. Understandable. Um they're performing well. I know I messed that up. I just I got quickly. it. You're good. Um good. And the one may have not even counted for X Set because who was it? Um, not formal. Oh, Lucid. Lucid lagged out in the middle of an oddball match. I don't think they replayed it, but on Halo Data Hive, it counted it as a win for Xset because they were up in points at the time of the lag out. Oh, God. So the, the round wasn't, the, the third round wasn't even complete. So they really just smoked them. So, yeah. uh, Shio states, uh, Optic is some 84 and 6 in scrims or something since formal joined, something like that. Now, the question mm. is, well, I think they're scrimming. I think Halo Data Hive sent out a tweet literally before we started recording that they're scrimming Sentinels right now. Um, so there's that. But here's my question. How much does this matter? They are scrimming them right now. You're right, because scrims are always... So here's the thing. When I was in that... This is the thing I wanted to mention. In that, in that X set scrim, Trippy had mentioned... We haven't gone over anything as a team yet. We're just playing together. They haven't gone over strategy with formal. They haven't gone over setups. He's just said they haven't gone over film. They're, we're, we've literally just been playing together. Now, is that truthful? Is that sure. a, you know, oh, let's throw a diversion over here? Because that seems really weird if they haven't discussed anything. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know? that's very weird. And all of a sudden they're performing so well. I, I couldn't believe that, that that's the case at that point in time. Okay. But it was said, that's from Trippy. Go check his VOD. I scrubbed through the whole scrim if you really want to, but he did say, we haven't gone over anything with Formal yet. So. <clears throat> and they, uh, for the update. Yeah. Optic is up eight to two in games against Sentinels right now. Okay, so Kansas City's at the end of the month yeah, of April. Not not March, but April. So we have a little bit of time to go. Um, because, yeah, the Open Series is picking back up now. Then we have the Open Championship at, uh, at the beginning of April, but that's besides the point. Because it sounds like pro teams can compete if they want to. So, In the Open, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So that gets back to my original question. Does it matter? Does it matter? Do these, do these scrim results indicate anything to you that this proves something that they're going to perform at or better than what they did in Anaheim? Well, they took second in Anaheim, right? They took second in Anaheim, and they took two games off Cloud9. It's tough to say without without it being on land, I have to say. Um, I don't know. 
if you can take the online results and, and convert them to online su- or land success. Now, does it seem that they're... I'll just say this. Of the scrim I watched of Xset, I think Oddball is still not solidified for them. It did not seem clean. It did not seem like direct decisions were made. I, I saw many times where, like, this, this might be the communication thing I was talking about earlier. Like, Ball respawned bottom mid on live fire, right? And Formal and Trippy dropped for it. And, like, there was, like, a good... Now it's it's two seconds that they didn't know who was going to pick up the ball. And Trippy was like, I'm going to pick up the ball. It made Matt stutter. And then he was in a weird position because he was thinking about picking up the ball. Right, so they both went down when they didn't need to. Exactly. There could have been better coverage or a different sight line taken. They were both stacked. Right. Um, Trippy gets the ball, pulls it back towards C, the C where the C base is, and gets naded out because that's what happens when the ball pull- gets pulled, right? Right. Um, there was just weird times. Like, X set did look like they were, honestly, that game that Luce had lagged out, they were in position to take it. Now it is X set against Optic. Optic, I feel, maybe could have come back and sure. broke it and got the time. But X set was up a decent amount. I mean, we're talking like 70 to 120 at the time of the leg out. Right. We've also seen X set perform moderately well. Not against the mm-hmm. top teams, but like, yeah. So it's yes. like the fifth, um, fifth or eighth teams, I'd say. Yeah. So I wouldn't say I'd, I've seen... Enough. Well, they haven't played Cloud Nine, right? No, they have not scrimmed Cloud Nine yet. So I, I don't, I can't say that I've seen enough improvement because I just don't know. And then my, my, my follow up question is: So Trippy said that they haven't really gone over anything with formal as of yet. This is coming from him. Yeah. Um, they're just playing with them. My question then is: Well, we've talked about it before, right? If you're scrimming against a team, you don't want to give everything away. Yeah. Right. It's what we would imagine. You don't want to give your, your strats away and whatnot. So are the other teams just playing as well? Right. How, how much, how much, how much effort are they putting into it? And I'm not trying to say like, they're not putting effort into a scrim because obviously you're setting time aside to do this in the first place. Yeah. So obviously you're going to try to put effort into it is what, what I would imagine you want to get that practice in. It's just, how much are they giving away? Sure. But I look at those score lines, I'm like, ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah, the score lines, I mean, it, it looks insane. Um, from from what I witnessed and what my takeaway was from watching the Optic scream against Xset is when they were ahead, their comms were, they were good. Okay. I heard trippy informal more than I heard lucid and um, APG on the comms. Trippy informal really seemed to be calling people out. Trippy, I felt like it was more because he always seemed to leave someone one shot and die, which is not a great scenario. Sure. But you, when you get that, you want help from your teammates, right? Um, lucid only was doing call outs when he absolutely had to, right? Like, Hey, let's, Let's push this guy top mid or whatever it may be. Like I, it only seemed like 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 Lucid had those callouts when he was wanting help. Sure, um, that's when they're winning. Now, when they were got down, Tom seemed a little frantic, a little hectic. Like when you you know when you tune into that listening and you just hear everyone talking, no one really saying I hear you, but there's still actions being taken. Like there was a 
there was a time where someone called out, you know, one shot bottom mid on streets going like by rockets and no one on the, the team said I'm looking or that he was dead or that they got him. And he, the guy was dead, right? Like he got killed. Yeah. But there was no conversation of if did that kill get picked up? And then when it got recalled again and it had to be reiterated, Oh, he's dead. He's dead. So like there's, there's a few seconds there and I feel like seconds matter in that high pace of infinite. Sure. That, you know what, you know, I don't know. Things just, I think need to be tidied up. So, and if Trippy is telling the truth in regards to how they're playing with formal right now, mm-hmm. then hopefully that will be shored up by the time KC rolls around. Right. So I did a little digging deeper into these scrim results themselves. Sure. Like game by game basis for the four scrims that are, well, actually for excluding X set and including the one that they're currently playing right now with Sentinels. Okay. Okay. Like nine out of 10 uh, objective games, they're dominating. I mean, like dominating. Okay. Like the score is not even close. Like if we if we look at the the Sentinels one right now, right? Like literally right now. Uh, stronghold, you know, oddball and recharge, two hundred to seventy nine. Um, CTF Aquarius, three to one. Strongholds on streets, two fifty to one twenty eight. Oddball Live Fire, two hundred to one nineteen. Like, and that's against the other teams that they played against too. The only games that are cl- relatively close are some of the Slayers. Mm-hmm. Because what's the rule? Anybody can win a Slayer. Yeah. And a couple of the objective games. And one of my biggest fears was that the team, you know what? Huh. One of your biggest fears was? I just had a light bulb turn on in my head. You figured they would regress. I figured that since they were too Slayer dominant, that it wouldn't translate well enough into objective play. But what's the thing that we've learned about Infinite relatively early on in its life cycle? Is that you need to get multiple rounds of Slays before you can do anything objective-wise. Yeah. And what are they really good at doing is getting Slays. Holy shit, the light bulb literally just <laughs> turned on in my head. So, so if this carries through, because we we talk about all the time, where scrims are basically just scrims. We can't we can only take them at face value. Yeah. You know? Because you're right. This doesn't translate to a land environment. They haven't played Cloud Nine yet, to our knowledge that's being tracked on this website. Right. You know? So it's from from what I see in front of my face. Those scrim results are fantastic. Like those are unbelievable. Some like most games are not even remotely close and only a couple of them are where it's like, Oh shit. Okay. I'm, I'm taking notice, but it's not land. It's not even an online tournament. It's literally what should just be practice trying to learn if you can about the other team trying to gel more as a team, whatever it may be. Yeah. So and that, it, that's what it really feels like is gelling as a team. Yeah. When I was watching the exit scrim and who knows, maybe they, they do their own VOD review and talk to formal about what, where they want to see things or maybe what he's doing is literally what they need him to do. And there is nothing to talk about. Right. Right. Um, because he is slaying and, uh, 
I, it's, it's, I don't want this to come off wrong because I love Ola, but he was maybe that just missing piece could be of the aggressive play style where like you look at cloud nine, they're like in your face constantly, right? They don't give you room to breathe where Ola was more of the setup players that take some damage, get some damage and, and, you know, get away to get more damage down. Right. There's not many players like him. Right. But the, maybe the style that optic wanted to play within infinite, his play style didn't gel with that. Right. They might, they might want to play a more aggressive style. And clearly, in order to beat the best, that might be what needs to take place. I just didn't see it. Yeah, it was. And granted, we haven't seen it on land yet, so who True. knows? Land could change everything. But like, I'm just looking at that previous Sentinel scrim that they had, not the one currently, but the one that they they just uh, had recently. Like, they're 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 getting power weapons more often than them, at least in the scrim. Like. Fucking oddball on streets two sixty five to one sixty eight, strongholds live fire two fifty to one forty nine, oddball recharge two hundred to one fifty eight. Like it's not they're they're not even close. Another CTF Aquarius three to one. They're they're not even close. The last game they played was strongholds on recharge two fifty to twelve. They're not even close. Like that's that's insane. It's one thing to look at it and be like. Oh, it's a 12 to 1 scrim. Like they're dominating. But no, when you look into it further, it's like, no, they fucking really played well. Something that's standing out to me about the stronghold stats too is um it's almost even time of who's hopping in strongholds. Like how crazy is that? Like that that feels like team cohesiveness. Right, that's what I'm hoping for. And then uh flag carry time, I would say it is Matt and APG with that makes sense with uh, Trippy and Lucid slaying out. It's just, it's, yeah. I mean, and for the record, I'm not wearing this jersey to be like I'm an Optic fanboy or anything. I have multiple esports teams jerseys. The reason why I'm wearing this is because they won the major in CDL. But uh, I am happy that they're doing well in these scrims. It's just, it all is going to come down to how well they play against Cloud9. And it, really, it all comes down to who plays better on LAN because... We, we've said it multiple times where it, you know, it just takes one bad game, one bad day, yep. you know, to really ruin whatever you had going and you need to get yourself out of those types of ruts. Right. So it's, and I'm not saying they're going to be in that rut. It's just, we've seen it time and time again, where players, teams get in their own heads. They don't quote unquote, play their game. And they implode because of it. We've seen it so many times. Teams that you think are going to make a true run just aren't able to because they don't, they aren't able to remain composed. And if there's one player, really if there's two players because Pistola got replaced with the other one, if there's two players that you really think can remain composed that are not on cloud nine, it's Ola and Formal. Because a formal's been doing this for so, so, so long. In in the Halo space, then the Call of Duty space, and now back to the Halo space. He's been doing it forever. And he's been on championship rosters for a long time. So yeah. Good for them. But I like 
we say on the show, we just need to wait and see when the real shit begins. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see how this, uh, we'll see how the Sentinel scrim ends with the one that they got going on tonight. And I'll probably talk about it next week. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the biggest question mark we really have right now in halo is how well is this optic squad going to perform with formal who just came back to halo from cod. What's, you know, what is he going to bring to the table and is it the right decision? Right. They had, they had the roster change that shocked the scene. Yes. They, they were the one that I did not like people, a whole bunch of people are like, Oh, I suck and saw this coming. Who couldn't see this coming? Like I did not see this coming. They got second in Anaheim. I, I, I specific, I said it on the show and I, I obviously well, have to stand by what here, I said. Here's the thing too. Everyone's saying, I saw this coming. Who were they yelling for to be knocked off the team? APG and trippy, right? Well, no. I definitely saw APG for one. And then Ola at the beginning when they weren't doing so well at the very, very beginning. Sure. But then they get rid of Ola for formal. I feel right. like that was, that was the shocker to me too. Right. And formal, it always looked like now this, this is the move that made the most sense because formal is already with the organization of optic, right? As yeah. a content creator. It's just when we saw formal bounce from SSG to Sentinels, because that was clearly the better play in his mind. And it obviously worked out better for him. Uh, it's, he looked as though the player of, well, I'll take an opportunity if it comes my way, but okay, are you going to put roots down somewhere? Because like I've said consistently, if I'm an organization, I don't want somebody who's going to be bippity boppity around the scene. You know, I want somebody who's going to plant his roots in my team and make my team better. And clearly considering he already works for the organization, it just made sense. Uh-huh. I just didn't see it happening because they got second in Anaheim. Now, granted, they'd have well, to make a lot of improvements to take more games or win a series against Cloud9. They'd have to make a lot of improvements. But I just didn't see that happening. Yeah. Yeah, we thought it was going to be with that squad move, progressing forward, not yeah. someone new coming in to progress them. Exactly. But, I mean, I guess the writing was kind of on the wall, too, because we've talked about how their comms didn't sound that great in, in scrims and whatnot. Yeah. And who the fuck knows? We'll have to wait for Lan. Well, it's it for the... <laughs> Sorry, that's it for the scrim recaps. What do we got for the tournament league recaps over the past week? And I am so sorry. <laughs> Woo, here we go. We'll start off with the HCS FFA series for uh, Australia, New Zealand. This happened on 228, February 28th. Yeah, all these did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, eighth place, uh, Nuke U or Nuke AU, Nuke, Nuke U, whatever you, however you want to pronounce that one. Nuke U. Pancake. <laughs> Tarnsky in sixth, Bandit in fifth, Bro, Jared in fourth, Jordan in third, Berserk in second, and Sways in first. For Mexico, uh, HSFFA series continued. Uh, eighth was Heavensley. Heavenclee? I don't. Reaper Rips, Dolan Season, Mexi, Silence. You maybe? Or just Silence? He has a V at the end. Anyway, uh, Go. Gorilloco, Paradise and Lure taken first. Uh, HCS FFA series from EU also on the 28th. In eighth place, we had Moe's, Zufo, Zufoa in seventh, Millie's Man in sixth, Morga in fifth, Legend in fourth, Chick in third, 
Kimbo in second and Snipe Drone in first. Uh, let's see, from North America on the 28th. In eighth place was Nebula. Seventh was Pac Mandela. Sixth went to Fate. Uh, fifth to For- Porky J. Fourth to Aim Tron. T- or Aim. Aim Tian. Aim Tian. Uh, third went to Die Coffee. Second, Gunplection. And first, Darren. Next up, we have the Esports Arena Series E tournament. In fourth place, we had ESA Blue. Third went to Unsigned Talent. Second, Pittsburgh Knight. And first, Fnatic. Jumping up to that first place in Esports Arena. Very nice. Out of Louis V. Titans, Money Tuesdays. This was an open. Love it. Uh, yeah, and I had to zoom in a little bit. Enhance! In fifth, eighth, we had Shot Cole. And this was Breaking Shot in Calder. And then Team XD, Drift and Atso, also in fifth and eighth. Fettuccino's. It was Strikey and Roach. And then Fear No Man, which included Ringo and Omniscient Eyes. Omniscient Eyes. Omniscient Eyes. Anyway. Uh, Sounds like a little uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger coming out of there. <laughs> Omniscient Eyes. <laughs> Great. In third, fourth, we had Team Final, which was Mortal- Mortali and Yeetbox 5000. Yeetbox 5000, that's pretty good. Wow. That's pretty good. And team Underrated, uh, also in third, fourth. Uh, felonies and Danger Zones. Danger Zone 66. Danger Zone! In second place, Covington LA, which was Claytron and Boobadoobo. And then first was Team Final, period. Bound and Renegade. Uh, that's apparently a new slang term, just final. Like, that's so final. Like Really? Like, they won't, like... It's it's like dude, we're thirty. We don't have yeah. time for that shit anymore. Tune into these young buck streams, and you'll hear all about final. <laughs> the young bucks. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, we're old now, right? No. <laughs> My body may hurt like a fucking sixty-year-old, but goddamn it. <laughs> anyway, HCS Open Series for North America. Here's the top eight results. In seventh and eighth, we had Team Notorious and Esports Arena Blue. In fifth and sixth, we had Esports Arena Red and Oxygen Esports. In fourth, we had Fnatic. Third, G2. Second, Xset. And first went to E United. Because they played in the Open Series. I mean, G2 and Fnatic, all partner teams. Yep. 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 Uh, <laughs> first, Blood and Drift 4v4 Series. Here's the results. In third, fourth, we had Team Papegas. It was Narazard, Mindwipe, Kyle, and Prudent Max maximize see i like papegas as a name for a team and i also like narzard for yeah. for a player okay. name yeah, yeah that was pretty good those are those are pretty good next team was mpn uh wolf runs bloods quan and papa blocky okay okay second went to uh cinta negra this was gory what i don't know Ellily? Ellily? Sure. Yeah. Uh, J. Cry. That's what I'm going to go with. It's probably something completely different. I'm surprised you just to say Jerry. It could be Jerry. Yeah. I don't know. Fucking Jerry, dude. And Riches. Uh, first was Team High Alert. This was Struggle. Is it Gooey? Sure. Kid Nasty in 7 3200. 
next tournament, LFTG Halo Infinite 2v2. In third, fourth, we had Team Panthers. This was your sandwich and Sam11803. Next team was Nam or Snow M, who knows. Uh, it was Giles and S Nemesis. Snom, <laughs> ne what the hell? Why put the Z's at the end of your fucking names? Second went to Team Immaculate. Immaculate, yep, yep. It was uh, too nice and immaculate. What do you, you know, know? You know what's funny? Huh? When you, like, paused on a mat, I honestly thought the mic cut out. Oh, you're freaking like, out? I was, I was legitimately freaking out. First place went to Abigoats. It was Abature and Moosh. Woo! Keep going. Pen Halo Winter 4v4 Land. Uh, fourth went to Straight Lines. Third, Tuner Shooters. Second went to Hyped Esports. And first went to State Champs. Uh, and it says, from the band State Champs, new era of champs looks a little different. So, Pen Halo, if I'm not mistaken, uh, added this, the band State Champs. And, like, like, congratulations to at State Champs on winning the Pet Halo 4 for oh, Winterland. And, uh, and State Champs, like, retweeted it with that. With that. <laughs> like, fucking, let's go, dude. Because we already knew that they, we, we talked about it a while ago on the show that we, I bet they're fans of the band. Yeah. And they're a good band. They're coming out with a new album soon as well. So, if you're into pop punk, you should listen to State Champs. They're really good. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The Xbox Fan Fest Weekly Qualifier Number Two from North America. Uh, two qualifier. Uh, eighth, fifth through eighth, we had Sarium, which was Nexi Sour or Sar, like, and Ampium. Uh, preposterous included Nikolai and Gunshot. Also in fifth and eighth was Fanatic, Super CC, and Septify. Corrupt in fifth and eighth was Galaxy and Hativ. In fourth was Phase Up, Boobadoo and Falcated. Phase. Third was Phase. Phase. Type down and bound. Second went to Cloud Nine, Stellar and Renegade. And first went to Restoring Balance, Trippy and Tylenol. Hell yeah. Um, here is the 2v2 qualifier for EU. In fifth through eighth, we had Crowd Control. Uh, Spider is that six six two K? Yeah. And Ferales, XN dash one in fifth through eighth included Zerthos and Nash. Quadioshis is was Quadios and HHZE. They literally just put their They're two fucking names their, together. <laughs> mash their names. Uh, Eggs in fifth through eighth was Squashy and Batchford. Fourth went to. War Dogs with two Zs, if you need to know. It was Looney and Warlord. Third went to uh, Shurzola, which was Cristola and Shurzy. Another more name mashing going on up here. Uh, At least that one worked out better. Yeah. Uh, second went to JLE, which was Septic and Morga. And first went to Plaza, which was Shady and Respectful. Next up. Hey, it's the G Fuel Mount Up Tournament. Next up, Mount Up. Uh, this is a 4v4, so I'm only going to go through the top four here. But fourth up. place was Team Renegade, which included Renegade, Falcated, Spartan, and Nick. Uh, third went to Team Straight Sick, which was Straight Sick, Gilkey, Sabinator, and Tusk. Second went to King J's team, which was King J, Royal 2, Snakebite, and Collect. And first went to Team Druck, Druck, Soul Snipe, Pollock, and Manny. Good shit. 
Cruise, holy moly! I know, I know, I know. I so I told you. I'm so sorry. All right, we have the Lady Spartan Pro Series qualifier number one results. Top eight advancing to finals. Uh, we had 69 bandits. This was apparent power, divinity, uh, rainy and shooter, uh, Hydra Gaming, Janelle Minx, Cranberry, and. The car. I still don't know if I'm saying that one right. It's Lakar. Lakar. I think. Uh, Need eight's bad. It was Queen, Blood Rain, Divine Damsel, and Miss Audie. Uh, Mirage, Bittersweet, Oh, Acutie, Domino, and Purely Christina. Good Vibes, Veronica, Songfully, Dreamy Dreams, and Menzi. LCM, Labolma, Larry, Tox. It's Toxicity, but. Toxic, it's spelled weird. Airborne Vanessa. Uh, following esports included Command Station Ideas, Pink Sakura, Sakura, and Buy and Kiss. And then Dead Inside included Lexi Matic, Love Lily, uh, Dayquil, and <laughs> Giselle Yuki. <laughs> Dayquil. Anyway. <laughs> Hey, it doesn't make you drowsy, you yes, know? So, I guess there that's true. That is true. <laughs> I buy Power Infinite Series 10,000 Invitational. In fourth place was Team Frosty, which was Frosty vetoed Taquin and Serial. Third went to Team Oath, Oath, Trunks, Eli X, and Swish. Second went to Team Flamesword, Flamesword King J, Reverse 2K, and Real Life Spartan. And first went to Team Formal, Formal Covent. Elamite, or is it... El is it's that Elam? E it's Elamite. Elamite is not alumni. It I is not alumni. Screw those two up. Because <laughs> I read too fast. And then Uber Nick. All right. And we're still not done. HCS, Australia, New Zealand, super bracket results. Super. In seventh through eighth, we have Authority Pink. This was, zoom in. Uh, Isaiah Jack Song. Divinity and Biz. <laughs> what, did, wait, what was the second player you said? Jack Sonk with a B at the end. I don't know. What are you? I Jackson. Jackson came. Jack Sonk. I don't know. I saw. I read Jack and I'm like, that's where my mind's cutting that. Jackson KB. All right. Disruptor fans. Uh, junior. I think it's Apollo, but it's with a Q. A, a, Ryu and Noble. Fifth through eighth. I'm just fucking this up, huh? Fifth through six. Okay. BBR. Uh, I'm going to go with. Is that Shrek? Shrekman? Sure. Ben Benji. Ninjastics and ADZ. Team Demons also in fifth and eighth. Jordan, Lolly, Plasma, Sways. In fourth place, Direwolves, Bald, Dino, Vamped, Zirkle. Third, Immunity, Voltage, Dante, Bino, Beno. Half. Second, Divine Mind. Beaston, Flex Reigns, Berserk, and Raided. First, the Chiefs, Barcode, Madzy, Pips, and Slays. And if I'm not mistaken, the Chiefs didn't lose a single map. Dominant. So, yeah. HCS Mexico Super Bracket. Super. Results. Alter Esports in 7th through 8th. Paradise. Atenus, Zarin, and Grimsy. Uh, K9 Centronega. Negra. Again. <clears throat> Seven through eighth. Ned, is that a Z? <laughs> Neds. Oh my God. I need to just eliminate the damn Zs. 
in the V's and the X's. I just hope Maddie is somewhere close because this is just like, you are just killing it right now. It is favorite segment of the show. I don't even know how to say this next one. It's okay. Justin said, I'm just here to listen to Will list off confusing gamer tags. This is, this is all we live for. This uh, is exactly what we live for. Maddie says, oh, I wouldn't miss it. <laughs> <He's here. laughs> Let's go, baby. Who are we on? Are you ascend, still on K9 right now? It's Ascend Radu. It's like Heavenly. I think it's just Heavenly. Heavenly. It's but the but why the Because they're fucking I I'm not nope. Not C equals A apparently. Okay. No. No, C equals E. How do you spell heaven, Will? <laughs> I'm like, am I dyslexic? I might be slightly dyslexic here. What the hell? How are you dyslexic if there's a fucking C there? When it's just, you're fucked not up. dyslexic. And I'm not saying that last one because I don't know how to say it. Oh I'm going to go with Tyler. Okay. <laughs> Centra Esports in 5th 6th. 1MC, a player, Guardian, and Zarek. LLNM, 5th through 6th as well. Blue-Zied. Luderica, Nugget, and Sepsters. Fourth was Rebel, Strikey, Laylocks, Lure, and Rorch. Third was Cruelty. It is Reaper Rips, Deco, Danny Knight, and Rinnegan. Second went to Timber Esports, Pool, Bullet, Noble, and Magico. And first went to Knights, Drift, Gambino, Atzo, and Capping Buttons. Um, b- Before you continue, Will, because, yes, there is more. Uh. Maddie says, I've noticed it's a popular thing with Latam players. Well, maybe they sh- fucking shouldn't do Placing it. Placing an E with a C. Okay. And then uh, Justin says, Josh has to start just slipping in really dumb ones as decoys just to mess with, mess with Wilmar. No, that's the beautiful part is that I just type them the way that they're spelt. Like the way that in the, the brackets, in the in bracket, whatever. I'll just, I'll just type it out. Like if, if Maddie doesn't have a, uh, a graphic on noobcombo.com uh i'll literally just go to the bracket and type it out as it's listed in the bracket because that fucks with him more than anything like they, believe it or not there will be sometimes where i i throw him a softball and i'll type it out how i think it should be spelled but i've kind of gone back to just typing out the way that they have it so it's like maddie sense his favorite part <sighs> hdsffa series for mexico in eighth we have fearless rares seventh lombok Sixth, Nugget. Fifth, God Bambi. Fourth, Lure. Third, Dolan Season. Second, Reaper Rips. And first, going to Magico. Out of the Australian New Zealand for, oh, yeah, we're back to uh, th- March 7th results here, yes, by the way. literally happened yesterday. And eighth, Bro Jared. Seventh, Tarnsky. Sixth, Lith. Fifth, Mr. Chaos. Fourth, Nuke. Third, Sways. Second, Jordan. And first, went to Berserk. Out of EU for the FFA series. Uh, Master Bows in eighth. Seventh was Bubs, uh, six, Zuh, fifth, Zufo, Zufoa, yeah, yeah that's that. fourth, Blizz, third, Alakazam, second, Snipe Drone, and first went to Legend. And out of North America, in eighth place, uh, Genius. Yes! Seventh, uh, I don't know. Ch- ch- Take up? I don't know. There you go. Sixth, Bobster. That's a decent one. Fifth, Reburst. Fourth, Aimtian. Aimtian? Aimtian? It's another weird one. Third, Hulk Go Ham. Second, Thy Coffee. And first, Gunplexion. 
Oh, and last but not least, third for the Esports Arena Series E results. Torrent, Filthy G, Hasig, Hotshot, Ghosty, and Aperture. Second, Needon Org was Perzelian, Groovy, Precision, and Shock. And first went to Incognito, Carmea, Cycle, Neuronical, and Piggy. Uh, That's just, all I got. Justin said, um, hip, hip hop, hip hop anonymous. God damn it. You give him all the easy words. 10 points to the first person who gets that reference. Well, do you know that reference? No, neither do I. Because granted, I don't watch anything. So I don't, I'm, well, let me, let me restate this. If it's something from like the early nineties and eighties, nah, I will fucking know what you're talking about. He might, but I won't. What's up, Martin? Welcome to the live show. Will, thank you for reading through those. You got through all of them like a fucking champ. I don't know about that. You are a goddamn champ. Guys, if you see Will online, give him a round of applause. No, don't. Do it. <laughs> it was horrible. It was not horrible. It was worth every single second. In pain. <laughs> Will, shall we get into some regular news? Actually, we have an update. Uh, it's from Big Daddy. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Oh. Is that the one where he has the kid? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. They're going to McDonald's and the time is like they started serving breakfast or stopped breakfast at 1030 versus 11. The kid has a meltdown. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. See, I told you he'd understand. Uh, all right, regular news. You don't need to do the button again. Uh, cannon fodder of protocols and prisons. That's by Alex Wakeford. I'm not going to read the article, but you sure can in the Google doc of the show. It's the show exclamation point show. It's in chat like voodoo man did. Um, or you can check out our partners over at uh, podcast evolved and their website, halopodcast.com. Your halo, your home, Jesus Christ, your home for halo where I'm guaranteed. They're going to do a breakdown of that article. It's a long one, but we have other things to talk about. Like the Halo Infinite update for March 2022. This is by 343 Industries. In other words, Joe Statton, because he's the one listed at the bottom of the fucking article. So, this is the focus of the Halo Infinite team in priority order. Addressing issues negatively impacting the player experience. Completing Season 2 and delivering it as promised on May 3rd. And continuing work on campaign co-op, Forge, in Season 3. We also have a Priority Zero that under, uh, that under, what? That undergirds everything we do? Is that a word? Undergirds. Will Google. dictionary that shit for me. That undergirds everything we do, undergirds everything we do, namely team health with an emphasis on getting ourselves into a sustainable development rhythm so that we can deliver great experience to all of you while keeping a healthy work-life balance. Priority zero means that we sometimes need to move slower so that we can move faster later. Frankly, these last few months have been slower than we expected, and we sincerely thank you for your patience as we stay true to the priorities above. Well, we, we can't do anything but remain patient, Joe. What's up? Did you find so there's a couple definitions, and it's the second one that I believe applies. Go Provide support or a firm basis for. That's it. An undergird is also secure or fastened from the underside, especially by a rope or chain passed underneath. I don't think it's that one. I don't think so either. I think <laughs> the metaphorical one, but okay. Yeah. Priority number one, 
Addressing critical issues. Since the launch of Halo Infinite, we have been carefully tracking and analyzing all critical issues negatively impacting players' experience with the game and supporting services. The internal name we have for this process is the Hot List. Every week, we refresh the Hot List with new insights and review issue prioritization and progress toward fixes. The Hot List serves as a vital internal planning tool for our monthly development sprints, as well as the hot fixes, content updates, and seasons we deliver to you. Some of the issues on the Hot List are gaps on the Halo Infinite experience that we only fully understood close to launch, and we were unable to address at an acceptable quality bar before shipping. An example of this kind of known Hot List issue is Spartan Career, aka score-based player progression. Okay, examples of unknown issues at launch were vulnerabilities in our anti-cheat system. The fact it felt like it was non-existent. And problems with BTB matchmaking that we didn't realize existed until we launched the game at scale. Okay. Thus far, we have prioritized acute, unknown before ship issues that have a widespread negative impact on the shipping experience. Some items have been addressed and cleared from the hot list. Examples include BTB matchmaking. Some have had partial improvements but need more work. In other words, anti-cheat. And others are in active development but not yet released. In other words, Spartan Career, Campaign Co-op, and Forge. We are working on a public-facing version of the hot list, similar to what the studio did during the Master Chief Collection updates, so that all of you will have a clear and constant window into the status of hot list issues as we work to address them. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you sound like a fucking PS2 NPC. Oh, do, do I? <laughs> That's what, do I, do you have I a specific NPC in mind? Because that sounded very specific. I don't PS2? Know. It just, I don't know, the way like they would enter in dialogue in like the old school games, right? Like you could just PS2 nineties, I don't or late early two thousands era, like hot list thing. You know what I saw that like made my heart feel all warm and fuzzy inside was I saw, I think it was a TikTok or something, uh, or it's just a video on Twitter where a kid met, like found and met the guy that did the EA Sports it's in oh, the game. Yeah, like isn't that fuck? And he did it. Like the kid did it, and then the guy's like, "Hold on, I think I think I got this." Yep. And then he did it. And I'm like, "Oh my god, you're the guy! You're the fucking guy!" Hot list. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, yeah, they're still working on that shit. But I will say, uh, I to put like a. To put a synopsis on everything that we're about to talk about, I am not entirely thrilled with what this article gave me. Okay, I'm just going to say that. And we'll talk about it after the article's over. But what I will say is something that I genuinely really appreciated with MCC when they brought it over to PC was uh, they had a Trello board, if I'm not mistaken, which had the work items that they were, or the the development items that they were working on um, throughout time. Right. Obviously that thing kind of went away, but that's, I'm, I'm excited that they're going to do something like that for infinite. Um, because then you'll always have an at a glance view as to what's being worked on at any given time. It's, it's literally a URL that you go to and it's updated consistently based off of what they're doing. 
So as long as honest, obviously, as long as they keep it updated, you'll be good to go. I'm just really that one line. I'm very excited about that one fucking thing. Um, that's priority number one. Priority number two, shipping season two. If you check your season one battle pass, you will see that season one ends on May 2nd. And that's because season two will launch on May 3rd. But if you also look at your season, if you look at a very specific place, it'll already show that season two is there. Get it? Because they didn't fix that. Uh, I'm very excited to announce the official name and theme for season two, which is Lone Wolves. That's Spartan Sigrid Eklund on the left and Spartan Hugh Din on the right. The, I, you don't, I don't have a picture in front of you right now, but if you go to the link, you can see the picture, okay? You'll learn more. Now, here's another kind of exciting thing. You'll learn more about them and spend more time with Spartan Commander Lorette Agrinia as you dive into Season 2's story, Will. Story. A mix of cinematics, story-themed events, Battle Pass items and more that embody the Lone Wolves theme. During Season 2, we'll also be shipping playlist updates, balance changes, new modes, and maps, specifically one arena map named Catalyst and one BTB map named Breaker. The new modes include Last Spartan Standing, a free-for-all elimination mode, as well as another new mode named Land Grab, Plus the return of an updated all-time favorite mode. Drum roll, please. You don't need to do the button if you don't want to because fuck it, king of the hill. Yeah. And guess what else, Will? Huh. Just like I wanted to have happen, I finally get one fucking thing I wanted in this goddamn fucking game from Tashi. Catalyst and King of the Hill will go right into HCS when season two drops on May fucking third. Strongholds ain't enough, bitch. We got King of the Hill back, baby. I have no fucking idea if it's going to be good. It could be shit. I don't know, but I wanted another mode. I got another goddamn mode. It'll be interesting to see how it fits into the, the maps that it's put on. That's all I'll say. Yes. Yes. Because if it only works on Catalyst, that's a problem to me. That's a big-ass problem. I could see maybe Recharge would be good for it because there's the, the, the different view, the lines, and like there's also closed-off spaces. Yes. I agree with that statement. Um, welcome, Brian. Welcome, Ungoy Farmer. Good to see you. Welcome back. I know you've been here, Shio. I'm sorry. Welcome, Jamar. Hello. Uh, da, 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 da. trying to catch up on the thing. You think we'll get assault in HCS season three? Says Ungoy. We very well could. Fuck if I know. I think it should have been there at launch, but you know it's it's fucking live service. Maddie, what link did you just post? Guys, I understand. Like for the audio listeners, I'm sorry that we're like kind of fucking around right now. Oh. Uh, the Halo Infinite team is working hard on PC stability and has identified a fix for a common crash. This fix is now in testing and should be available for download next week. Stay tuned for news and see the latest blog for more info on our priorities. And guess what that blog is? We're fucking reading it right now. 
Love and Block, more to share about the Season 2 maps, modes, customization options, and narrative content in April as our marketing promotional campaign kicks into high gear. So we have to wait till April. Rad! <sighs> Shio states almost as big of a W as the observer of the oddball observer bug fix. So, sidebar, guess what, Will? Hmm. What I noticed, first of all, first of all, I met, I fucking messaged Maddie. Okay. I messaged Maddie and so active tweeted out caster extraordinaire active tweeted out that the, he, he saw that the oddball observer glitch had been fixed. Right. And I'm like, what? That's fucking weird. Has what? Why didn't they say anything? That's fucking weird. So then I'm watching the Mexico super stream and it looked like it was fixed. So here's what I'm going to say. Am I happy it's fixed? Fuck yeah, I am. Why wouldn't I be happy that's fixed? That was the most annoying thing in the world, watching a tournament happen and having that bug happen and having the cast have to explain every fucking time why it's broken. Well, if it's fixed, that's great. But why was it on the fucking patch notes? The one thing that you should have an item like that is a fucking bullet point right there. Why wasn't it on the fucking patch notes? Oh my God. Oh, but guys, we fucking extended the fucking radar range in BTB, but you can't put that bullet point on the fucking patch notes. They may have well just not known that it would be fixed by the time those patch notes went out. I'm just fucking happy it's fixed. Very happy that it's fixed. Very happy. Oh. Oh my God. She also says they should crowdsource the patch notes. That's a great idea. Holy moly. Priority number three, work on campaign co-op forge and season three. We're making great progress on campaign network co-op. And to be clear, this work, this work has been occurring in parallel to season two work as has our work on forge. Now I want to put an emphasis on that campaign network co-op because guess what it ain't done yet but the reality is is that it's going to take more time to land a high quality full featured four player network co-op experience in the massive wide open world of halo infinite we're also committed to a great two player split screen co-op experience on all xbox consoles from the original xbox one through xbox series x and the non-linear wide open sections of the campaign present some big challenges for split screen that have taken us more time to solve and we talked about that i think that was in the bloomberg article is that that was mentioned that there was a lot of pain points around having an open world structure and how that's going to affect co-op um especially with like checkpointing bringing players to other players whatever it may be so it makes sense that it's a big deal but all this means that we will not be able to ship campaign network co-op on May 3rd at the start of season two, but we're still aiming to deliver campaign network co-op later in season two. And we will share a release date for that and for split screen co-op as soon as we can. So they will be releasing more than likely separately with network-based co-op, so online co-op first, 
split screen co-op later. We're also making great progress on Forge. Indeed, we're already flighting Forge to a small group of community creators and working closely with them to ensure that all of you have a terrific experience creating, sharing, browsing, and playing Forge content. In the near term, we will continue to privately flight Forge as we develop it for uh, while also planning for public flights later this year. We saw the goal of shipping Forge with Season 3. Speaking of Season 3, while the majority of the team is tackling hot list items, shipping season two and working on campaign co-op and forge. There are also many folks already hard at work on season three. We'll be sharing additional details on specifics on these development efforts at a later date. Importantly, we're not just planning to address hot list items at the start of seasons, similar to update 1.1.1 that launched a little more than a week ago. We intend to ship fixes, features, and content in more agile ways during our seasons. And speaking of great seasonal content, our next season one event, Tactical Ops, starts literally right now. So get set for variants on the Tactical Slayer SWAT mode, along with the new Mark 7 core focused rewards to earn. And guess what? That leads us directly into, perfect segue, thank you, uh, Tactical Ops event launched by Alex Wakeford. The Tactical Ops event has been deployed, which means it's time to grab your friends and jump into the Tactical Slayer event playlist for two weeks of headshot-tacular goodness. Your mission begins on March 8th, that's today, and concludes March 22nd at 10 a.m. Pacific time. So let's get you a quick briefing. You'll be experiencing some SWAT gameplay. BRs, no radar, no shields, no grenades, but we've got a few extra surprise mode variants to mix things up a bit. And let me tell you, Beth ain't happy about it. You have SWAT. You have SWAT commandos. You have SWAT sidekicks. You have SWAT stalker rifles. You have SWAT manglers. A mangly dangly only playlist, Will. If Spartan wasn't mad before, he's going to be mad now. Like, holy moly. Well, at least they're... I think it's everyone but one team that will not do the gentleman's agreement on the manglers now. Who is the one team? I can't remember. Okay. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It's in the game. Right. Um, But at least for competitive. Mangly dangly. It's in the game. (laughs) Is it XSAT right now? They didn't. I didn't see it used in the scrim last night. If, if, if. um, It's XSAT. No. Yeah. But they did. They did agree last night to no mangler. Um, Oh, I'm just saying like. It's exit, is it? This is fucking exit. Who cares? <laughs> uh, but yeah, at least that's out of like, it's out. It's in competitive, but it's out of competitive. Sure, but it's still in competitive. Because guess what, guys? If you play it in a tournament, it's still there. Yeah. So, just use it. I mean, I get it from a perspective of like players not liking it. I understand if you want to GA it, that's great. You can do that in scrims. You can do that in eights, whatever you want to do. But when it comes to tournament time, until the HCS decide to change things, it's there. So get used to it being there, at least for now. Do I think it needs to be tweaked? Yeah, we talked about it, but it's it, it's still there. So it is what it is. Justin says, screw that gentleman's agreement. If it's part of the sandbox, you can abuse it. Abuse the shit out of it. I mean, it's it, it's it's in the game. <laughs> I keep fucking thinking about that now. Um, so, 
In week one, your SWAT experience will feature the BR, Mangler, and Sidekick variants, and in week two, Commando and Stalker rifles will be added to the play playlist lineup. Complete event challenges, because of course you have to fucking do that, and unlock up to 10 unique cosmetics for your Spartan, including the Mark V Zeta helmet for your Mark VII core. Additional event-themed items will be available in the store. So yeah, and guess guess what challenge came back, Will? Which one? Uh, uh, end enemy killing sprees. Oh, in tactical. Yeah, in SWAT. Tactical Slayer, my ass. It's the new game, man. You got to get with it. Oh, oh I, sorry. My bad. I'll get with it. <laughs> I'll get with the times. God. <laughs> this Man, I love this live service model that Halo Infinite's going in. I really am looking forward to King of the Hill being in the game and then maybe being removed later on down the line to come back for a special event, get myself some event. If it's going stuff, into know? competitive, they can't just take it out. Yeah, I mean, hey, they can do whatever the fuck they want. It's a sure. live game. They could Destiny Content Vault that shit. Great. Just be like, this is way too many playlists. I never liked that mode anyway. Yeah, I know you didn't. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Um... That's it for the regular news. TLDR. I was not happy with that article, but I am happy that we're going to be getting a Trello type board for infinite. I think that's going to be great. And uh, new maps. Cool. Existing modes that are now going to be in the game. Cool. Um, new modes. Cool. And we'll have to wait and see if it's good. Optic major results. Will, what were you going to say? No, I'm just like, they they at least gave us more detail on what's going on. They did. They, they, they are addressing things that are negatively impacting the experience, right? The critical issue, so to speak. With the hot list. And then if that fix comes in for PC players crashing, that's a huge problem with... Um, you know, events and scrims right now is those oh, yeah. customs games is people just consistently crash out of them. Yep. So if that's fixed and we can actually run games without mid restarts all the time, <sighs> be wonderful. So I'm just hoping, and I, this is going to sound snarky, but I genuinely mean it. I just hope that once that fix goes out, if it goes out next week, that the patch notes explain what it actually fixed, like what the problem was that sure. got fixed. It's just, because it's, it's just good information to know because then here's the other thing too. And I don't, again, I don't mean this in a snarky way is that if we get patch notes that have detailed explanations as to what was fixed, then if it happens again, then you have a reference point to make. Yeah. But they, they also don't need to tell you every little thing that was wrong with their system. Right? Like, I mean, that'd be pretty shitty if they don't. They could, I mean, at the end of the day, if they tell you crashing is fixed, crashing is fixed. And if it's not, then that's something that they know they have to look back into. They don't right, but the if they just say crashing's fixed, but there are five different ways that the game is crashing, which way was it fixed? So I don't have to worry about that way anymore. What if that way that was fixed wasn't affecting me in the slightest, but it's a different way? And you say it's fixed, but it's not. Now I'm even more upset because you just said it was fixed and you're lying to me. I agree that you don't need to tell us everything. Yeah. If there's a back-end fix that fixes things on your side that doesn't affect the user experience, don't tell me. I don't give a shit. 
but if it affects the end user experience, I want to know about it. And this is coming from somebody who literally does this as a job. That's why I'm saying it. Well, if they say current, current problem that causing PC crashing is done is fixed, then that's the, they fix the current problem. But what's the current problem? They, uh, you, does your company tell your end users every update, every piece of information that was wrong with your software? If it is customer facing, like if it is something that impacts the end user, yes, because I literally write that. That is what I do. That is my job. So yes, I do tell them. I do tell our clients what went wrong and what was fixed. I'm just... This I'm is, just tired of the bullshit of everyone being mad at three for three. They sure. came out with a broken game. They are working on it. They're fixing it. Y'all can be mad all you want, but it's not going to solve anything at this point. They are working on stuff and they're right. going to tell us what they're doing when they're doing it. Yes. So if you guys want to be mad and rant about the devs and what they're doing on Twitter, they're, they're fucking working on it. If you don't like the game, stop playing. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm tired of the negativity around this game. If you want to build up halo, build it up. If you want to sit here and trash it, trash it, but then stop participating. Cause I'm fucking, that's where I'm at with it. I, I'm tired of the content being so negative. How are we going to rebuild Halo if everyone's just pissed off all the time? That's not going to bring new people in. It's not going to keep people in the game. We see that already. Yes, the game was broken on the start and that's going to drop people off, but knowing that they're working on it and they're going to make it better and it's going to be better in the future. You see it a lot. Like things just improve with time with games and the way the game industry is now. So I'm just looking forward to this game getting better as it goes. I don't need all the information as an end user if I know that they're for fixing something. That's where I'm at. So I'm just hoping things get better. And the, the, the information they want to tell us, they'll tell us. If they, if they need to not di diverge what's, what's going on with their system, why there was problems, there might be, like, you know, there's the non-existent anti-cheat. They told us there was a problem with it. There was a loophole. That's basically what I'm reading there and they're working on it. They know they need to, to fix it. Do I need to know what that loophole was? No, because maybe something can be exploited down the road. Sure. Maybe people can now start crashing the game if they figure out what was crashing the game in the first place. Maybe they can uh, sabotage lobbies. I don't need to know that. Just make sure it's, 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 it's fixed and it's going to be fixed in the future. That's where I'm at. That's like, I'm just. <sighs> Go yeah. off, Will. <laughs> Go off. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. That's with, totally with, understandable. And I agree with that. I don't like being negative about it. I don't either. The one thing I'm going to say, this is it. It's the last thing I'm going to say about it in terms of the wanting to know what it is. So from what we learned from Raleigh, right, is that it, it, it sounded like it was an AMD issue. Yeah. Right. Was, an issue with AMD graphics cards. Right. Which was causing the problem. That's, that's what I'm getting at. If it, was sure. a, if it was an issue with AMD graphics cards that you fixed, then as a person who may or may not be using AMD graphics cards, I'd like to know about that. Sure. That's it. That's all I was getting at. No, no. I get, I, I get you. I, I just. <sighs> so, yeah. No, I know. I, I know. Um, and the, the thing is, too, is we know those players at home that are still having crashing issues. It's not just AMD. It's happening randomly to anybody and everybody right um even like i said during the scrims last night that i was watching with optic people there's like two or three games that people just dropped out and you're right if you don't know why you're dropping out 
it's it's frustrating. But it's if it's nothing like that you can control from your PC, nothing right. you have to do. If they just fix it on their back end, yes, it's customer facing, but it's it's nothing like that. If you have an AMD graphics card, you have an AMD graphics card. If you just need to know that that's fixed, crashing is fixed, crashing is fixed. It's not going to matter if you what you're what you're going to do to that graphics card. They could get a different graphics. Card. Well, you could just get a graphic different graphics card, but at this point. Like I said, sure. both graphics cards are crashing. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure I've seen it from what I, all sorts of builds. And I think so. Spartan still plays on the Series X because of yeah issues with the PC. So that's what that's it's it's funny because I I was so gung ho about getting a graphics card for before Infinite came out. Yeah, and then I just played on my Series X anyway with all the crashes and problems. Well, I think Raleigh was like, oh god, yeah, yeah. That was the that was the the oh oh shit moment when they couldn't even run a tournament off of PCs running literal waiting literal hours for the next series to start or even the next game within a series to start but they got it they got it all figured out with the dev kits so obviously everything ran a lot smoother on Saturday and Sunday yeah that, those PCs things will get figured out they'll move forward they'll push forward they'll come out with more content they'll fix things and that's it they're, they're, this is their live service is a different vision of what live service currently is. Right. Is it a little wonky right now? Yes. Are they trying something new that no one's done before? Yes. I'm sorry. Like I've never done anything perfect the first time I've tried it. Um, now they do have different reference points. They could have gone off of what works the way I'm kind of seeing it. Like you talked, you talked about the, like the lore thing in the next season update. That feels like apex does that, right? You have little, things that come up in your battle pass that you unlocked this image and that might give you more lore context, things like that, different stories. And the cinematics have me excited too. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. It's, it's just, I feel like we're going to get some, like this is something we, they're doing it their own way, different than other companies. And it's just something people aren't used to. Is there flaws? Yes. But hopefully with the proper feedback, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna flush itself out. I'm excited to see what happens in in the terms of a Halo Infinite multiplayer story, because it was yeah. it was teased at the very beginning before season one launched that you'd be alongside Spartan Agrinia and like the recruits and yeah. whatnot. You yep. know, you're brand new. Yeah, and nothing came from that in season one. It's like season one just kind of got shadow dropped on the 15th. It's like, hey, go have fun. And now, now they say we're doing it. We're coming in hot. Cinematics, other things taking place. That's that's exciting. That that can be exciting. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Jamar says he's only legged out once or twice on Xbox. He's been lucky. I've legged out twice that I remember. I think once or twice for me as well. So, uh, like we always say, we want we get passionate about it yeah. because we want the best for Halo. Yeah. And I I feel like they. I said this to you, and it's horrible about my mindset about the launch of Infinite. And I, I did have a, like a bad mindset saying like, honestly, three, four, three has never proved to me that they have launched, could come out at a launch and have a good launch. Everything has been just kind of abysmal, right? MCC, I forget what happened with Halo five. Cause I wasn't around during launch, but Halo five had a bad launch, right? Just with no pay- playlist, AR starts, things like that. Lack of content, yeah. lack of content. Um, so my expectations were low for infinite. Like, was I excited to get more story and play a new game? Yes. But everything around it, I just kind of kept my expectations very low 
because I haven't seen a good launch and we're kind of just and your expectations were met because they were low. Yeah. Um, so I just knowing now that they're like a, a big contestant point at first was, oh, they're taking so long to fix things. Um, it does feel like now that they're back from their, they vacation. had, a, they had the extended vacation. They worked on BTB, got that finally fixed. There have been some fixes coming in. And to be honest, in the, the first thing, one of the first things they, he says in this article, they got to go slower before they can go faster. Yep. And the emphasis on getting ourselves into a sustainable development rhythm and also with the work-life balance, right? Yeah. What other studio promotes work-life balance with devs? You hear crunch time, you hear all this, they work their devs to the bone and that causes burnout and problems. If they're actually doing this the right way of not, I mean, I, I have to assume it happened with a delay and trying to get infant out in the next year, but sure. if their studio actually takes the right approach with the the partners and employees they have, hopefully what if, what if they set the standard of what game making could be for the future and you don't have people uh, you know, panicking, stressing about game development and doing it the right way. And then you get better experiences in the future. Like it's, I don't know what they're doing, but I, that's kind of what I hope when I read that I, I try to have some hope for <laughs> what this studio is doing. Just keep my expectations in check, I guess. No, it sounds like, and I, I've consistently been negative on the game overall because, like you mentioned, we're just passionate about it and want it to be the best they can possibly be. But while that article didn't do a lot for me in terms of just wanting to know more about what's actually going on, in terms of what they're actually working on, besides the point of things being delayed, it's that you're right. It does, from Joe's point of view, it sounds as though they do want to make it so things can be as sustainable as possible, not just from a game standpoint, but from a personal standpoint. Yeah. And I'm, I'm all for that. I don't want people to be burnt out <laughs> as much as we scream and shout. Like the, yeah. <laughs> the last thing I want is for people to get upset and, and want to leave the company. Right. The, I, the, the fact of the matter is, yeah, the game plays remarkably well. It's just mired by issues. Mm -hmm. And all I can hope for is that all of those issues get ironed out at some point. And like you had mentioned, the track record doesn't make me too optimistic. That's why I always say I'm cautiously optimistic on these things because a lot of the words sound great, but until it becomes action, that's another thing. But a lot of the words in here did sound good. Things are being worked on. Things are in the pipeline. Things are going to be fixed. It's just a matter of when and what we're going to get. Yeah. So, and it, there are some big things playing this game right now. You know, the desync, the disconnects, getting into custom games working is a huge thing. Um, Theater. Who, who knows when we'll get that, but I feel like they know. And oh, those yeah. are, those are not, those are big ticket items to fix. Right. So again, walking before you run. I feel like they have to dissect these big problems, getting them solved. And imagine what this game could be if they do and when, if that now, if they don't, that's obviously a huge negative on this studio and, and the game uh, for not solving problems that any game should have function functioning in their game. You know, yeah. I just, uh, at this point it's like, it's what do you do? I don't know. 
less screaming into a void, more <laughs> just patiently waiting. And that sucks too. I get that. I get that. Um, That's all we can do. There's just so, I guess there's just so much negativity around it that it just, it's, it's weighing on me. It really is. Um, How much do you play? Not enough. I hop on for, it's okay. So this is content wise, right? This is, it's a problem for me because when I got done with the battle pass, I felt there was nothing else to achieve. I don't have regular people that I play with online and rank to want to work towards getting a, getting a better rank. Do I want to be a better Halo player? Yes. But um, no one really reaches out to me to play Halo. Uh, so I end up, I, right now I'm grinding Destiny. I was playing Tarkov for a while. Um, but I don't really play Halo that much, which sucks. I don't want to not play Halo. <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with you. Right there with you. Justin says he hopped on to get his solo duo rank. Yeah. Like I said, I hop on. When I do hop on, I play solo duo because it's my one mode where I can play the rank settings without. I don't go super try hard in that. Right. I can just enjoy playing somewhat sweaty and <laughs> play some solo duo with rank settings because I don't really enjoy the other stuff. And yes. I can agree the challenge system is flawed. I, I hate their challenges. There's not, it's not thing. Like if I want to play ranked, I can't obtain my challenges by playing the playlist that I want. It's nope. that's frustrating to me. Like I don't want to jump into oh team slayer, kill 20, 20 enemies in team slayer. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to sit there with an AR. I like the BR. I want my BR starts. <laughs> I don't want to sit with the AR. That's the problem. You know, <laughs> I want a BR. So, Yes, there are certain flaws, things that are frustrating. It feels like they're, I don't want to get down. This is, again, me being negative. You're I okay. I don't want to okay. do this, but the battle pack or the, the, the challenge system does seem like it, it is trying to influence playlist population for just the sake of influencing playlist population. Sure. And I hope that they realize that at some point. And they, you know, it, when it says get 20 kills, in Team Slayer, just stop that in 20 kills and say in PvP. Yeah. My my thing was, if I'm going to try, emphasis on try, to put this in a positive light, because we're trying to be positive, right? If I'm going to try to put this in a positive light, I'll say, what if they're trying to make it so players try different playlists to see, instead of sticking to one that they already know that they like, to branch out and see if they like something else as well? take the challenges away and that's what the events could be used for. Well, I agree with you. I'm just, I'm just trying to be positive. No, in this I hear regard. you. I hear you. I hear you. Because I do think it's because of population. That's what I, I do think it's that. Well, that's, reason. that's, it, it's, it's a funny thing with halo. That's that. I mean, if you look at it, that's why they came out with only three playlists was because in previous halos, yes, you get the surge of population at the start, but and then, then people, off. people drop off yeah. and then, all of a sudden, like a big gripe with Halo 5 was waiting five to seven minutes to get a game because there were a ton of playlists to choose from at some point. At, at, towards the end. There, no, I still think no. there's, there's too many. They didn't. They had, they, I mean, you could say that they had more rank playlists than Infinite because they did, but they didn't have... They they had they had more than infinite and it's at infinite's current point in time right now they had less than basically every other title and I'm not saying that's a negative in a way 
it's it's more like what you're mentioning where why come out with a why come out with like a Call of Duty esque shit ton of fucking playlists out there? Let's keep let's separate the player bases, obviously, because Call of Duty has a shit ton more people playing all the time. But like, why come out with that type of situation and then have people spread out so fucking far, increasing matchmaking times, whatever it may be, when you can hone things in a little bit further and make matches easier to find. Right. Which I think that was what, that was the idea behind the three playlists that launched. Cause well, it was quick play. I even forget what the middle one was and it was ranked. Right. Was it just quick play and ranked? I don't remember for what the three playlists at launch in infinite. Yeah. E, it was bot slayer, oh, bot slayer, <laughs> um, ranked and quick play, quick play. Right. Was that it? Yeah. Oh God. And I think that would have still been the case if people didn't lash out, but Hey, not negative. No, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. Because you keep bringing this, you keep bringing legitimate points. I'm not yelling or anything like that, but you're bringing legitimate points up that are just every single time one of these well, points are brought up, it just like hits me a little more being like, man, we've never had to deal with this before. Right. But the, I think the, the three playlists at the beginning was the reaction to no population in H5. Right? Like, imagine, imagine Halo came out with all those playlists and on day one, you can't find a team slayer game because people are playing ranked or fiesta part of me thinks how, how that would be such a negative experience. If you on day one, you weren't able to find a, a game in your playlist. Sure. So I'm going to take this in a different direction. Part of me thinks that, uh, a reason why halo fives population died off as quickly as it did is because it didn't sit well with a good amount of the player base. I guess you could say for a longevity perspective, it, it started off really well, if I'm not mistaken, because they came out with consistent content updates. Um, for those who don't remember, like they had, they had like a month's events planned. Um, they'd come out with a bunch of free shit, new, ma new maps. They were just rehashes, but regardless came out with different maps and uh Warzone stuff, so on and so forth. Um, and they came out with Warzone firefight down the line, whatever it is. But a problem with infinite besides Warzone, I mean, a problem with five besides Warzone was that a lot of the emphasis was on the competitive aspect. And that really sure. turned a lot of casuals off. And I don't mean casual in negative sense. Um, it turned a lot of casual players off because they put the emphasis of multiplayer on the competitive aspect. And then with infinite, the reason why I don't think it should have been a valid quote unquote excuse to limit the amount of playlists in infinite is because free-to-play multiplayer on more than one platform releasing globally at the exact same time. Like, my my thing was, if you're free-to-play on Xbox consoles across the generations and PC, I would expect your player base to be just fine. That's just my perspective. Like, that's, sure. yeah. But Infinite, start. I mean, Jesus Christ, 5, if I'm not mistaken, started off really well um, because you had the brand-new BTB experience with Warzone or the PVEB, PVEVP with Warzone. And then, um, yeah. And then things, obviously, with the additional content, things got, a, like, things were still okay. But the fact you didn't have BTB at launch, you come out with that way later, and it's only Forge maps. And Forge is a jittery, 
mess depending upon the console you're playing on. It it just didn't really work out too well. Down like as we continued with Halo Five. So that's that. Right. <sighs> Sorry if I got you off track. I apologize. No, it's all good. Um just at the point, like you said, wait and see what happens. We'll just I'll just leave it there. Um That's all we can do. They could fix it. They could not. They could add more content that's viable. They could not. I just, it's it's tough. It's tough going back and just, I'm hearing too much negative about the same things that they're, they're hopefully working on at this point. That we've been bitching about for so long. <laughs> the one thing I will say, I'm really excited for a new uh, King of the Hill. Okay, I understand your feelings like King of the Hill. But just the fact that we're getting an additional mode and a brand new map in competitive as soon as it launches. Now, yeah. it's a good and a bad thing, right? The good thing is is that new new stuff, awesome. Refreshes, has people learning different strategies. This is great. The negative is I just hope in some way, shape, or form that there's like a powwow with the pro teams to give them like an uh, opportunity to try it first. Right. Um, so I had mentioned this when we talked to Tashi beforehand that sure. I want different playlist rotations and ranks yes. so that it keeps it fresh. Yes. And he mentioned that's hard to do mid season because of, you know, teams have established what they're working on. This is what they're doing. Now they are bringing this in when season two launches. Yep. We're like halfway, not even halfway to worlds at that point. Yeah. Or are we halfway ish? I don't know. I need to look at the roadmap again. Um, but you're bringing a new mode of map into the About rotation halfway. before before the, the season ends out. And I, I just hope that it's because it's like qualifiers, pro series, majors, right? Yep. I just hope they don't do it in regionals, the middle. majors. Regionals. So Sorry. I hope I just hope that like it's like a major and then that new map releases. Because Well, you, if it's May that's literally what's gonna happen. Because if it's May third when it releases Kansas City is the end of April directly into the beginning of May. So May 3rd would be right after uh, Kansas City ends. Well, there you go. Yep. So that's that's perfect then. I, I Like I said, I didn't have the timeline. I didn't remember, but that's perfect then. It's not happening like right before, <laughs> right a, major. before a major. Like when COD... Oh my God. Didn't they nerf the M4 right before... An event. Um, an event, like literally a day before the event, which was insane. There was such such backlash on that. And that's, that's warranted, right? You have one of your biggest, you had a cod major coming up and they nerfed a gun that all is your primary. That is your primary. That half your team probably uses. Yep. So that was, yeah. Um, that's good timing then that, that, that will come into rotation during the next set of pro series it's and like perfect timing. Actually. So that's, that's good timing. Yeah. 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 And yeah, looking I, forward to it. This obviously is not a, for, well, I guess we don't know. It's not a Forge map. <laughs> no. Forge. Because Forge ain't a fucking thing right now. So that won't be till season three. And they're on track for that from what they say. Hopefully the, the map works with the competitive settings and it's it's all f- fleshed out. And, and hopefully it's not just a King of the Hill or we don't even know if it is a King of the Hill map, but let's just hope that it's not just a King of the Hill map. I would assume it. I mean, obviously Slayer is going to work on any map most of the time. Most of the time. And then... I would, I would I would almost like to see a new oddball map. That'd be cool. It looks like... As long as it works. As long as it works. 
I'm going to speculate because it looks like there's a couple of different layers. Like maybe you could, yeah, which could be really fun. Could be. Could be miserable. It very well could be. Get top control. <laughs> hey, the, the, one, the one thing I'm hoping is that I, I can only assume, I might be wrong here, okay, and I could very well be wrong here, but I can only assume that they've had these playlists being worked on, being tested for a while. Like this, and I truly believe, truly believe, and I've, again, I could very well be wrong, but I truly believe that they've been holding these playlists back for events. That's it. So a lot of them have been done. A lot of them are going through final stages and they're holding them back for events. So I can only hope that King of the Hill wasn't something that they just threw together like an oddball in Halo 5. I can only hope that this has been in the oven for a while it's or it's been done for a while and they're just waiting for the time to release it and it's ready to go. Here it is on these maps and it plays super well. Perfect slide into competitive, good to go. That's yeah. what I'm hoping for. And like I said, new map is awesome. Like Because just watching the same three or four maps every, all the time is draining. So very much looking forward to that. And also a new map and mode could spice up who's at the top. Could. Maybe Cloud Nine's so aggressive that they forget to hop in the hill. <laughs> I don't know. That wouldn't that be great? They just they're I too focused. Slayer. They're too focused on slaying that they're not getting and also like it's just, yeah, new strategy for because that splice roster was you know, they're they, they didn't have King of the Hill in competitive. Sure. Maybe the uh, the old heads can, you know, just show them how it's done. It would be, I, hey, I, I'll be hopeful. <laughs> uh, I also got to say, I am sorry to, uh, oh, let me go back here. In the live chat, soaring Birdman, because last chat was, I appreciate Will's demeanor literally seconds before I got hot and went off. So Hey, I, it's okay. You go hot, baby. It's not often that I, that I, I, I rant up. It's okay. It's what, it's what the, the ranting is for, Will. All right. And guess what? You yeah. can hit the table now and shit won't break. Yeah. The, now the final, I finally get cognizant of not hitting the table and we fix the problem. Let your arms fly. Will. Um, <laughs> floppy arms making a return. Floppy arms. Nobody will understand that reference. So that's perfectly fine with me. Yep. Um, Jamar states, maybe the forge flighters could work on new maps that could be brought in during season two. Well, that's the thing is that Forge isn't even coming out until season three if it's still on pace for that, which they say it is. So I wouldn't imagine it be till season three, unless that's what you meant. But I, but that's the other thing too is that I'm excited for the capabilities of Forge based off of all the stuff that we've been hearing, right? But there, there's just something about developer-made maps versus Forge maps in every Halo title that's had both. Well, there's, uh, yeah, this, this is so touchy with Forge maps because maybe we've never been given the tools to make them developer quality. But if this Forge is what they're touting it's going to be, yes, we could get high quality maps. But then I feel like when you're in Forge, sometimes to get something to like stick out, right? You hide a lot of this thing behind something. Yeah. And that creates like frame, we saw in Halo 5 frame rate drops. There were uh, so many inconsistencies with H5's Forge. Brian says, yeah, can someone make a box, please? Because he wants a Griff Ball map. Well, that's... <laughs> Brian, if the leaks are true, 
from the API, then Griffball is being worked on in some capacity, but we've already talked about the hammer at length. Here's what I here's what I'm say about the hammer though. Uh oh. Because like we've seen it like when you're holding the oddball, right? Yeah. And when the round ends, all of a sudden you can run with it and you can melee much faster. Oh. I don't even pay attention to that. Um, so what if you can do the same thing with the hammer? What if, just what, tweak it? What if they're able to tweak the hammer for... I'm, I'm just hoping. I don't know. But the swing time of the hammer would make the sword overpowered in Griffball, right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not fluent in Griffball. I'm sorry, Brian. But also, the other thing I noticed, too, is if you're going up with a hammer against sword in uh, the, the start of the melee... Like it counts it if you hit someone with like the butt of the hammer almost, and it's not a full swing. I find it crazy you can cancel the sword with a gravity hammer swing if it's timed right. Yeah, but the sword's always gonna win because they're faster at swinging the second time. Yep. I'm like, what the fuck? Maybe that's where the repulsor or grapple that's shot. So but that's, weird. that's getting too much. It's just like one of the weirdest things that happens in a game if the, if it times perfectly and that happens you're like what the fuck do i do now oh yeah Ungo, i saw that yep um yeah who knows right. who the fuck knows what's happening but there you go new map new maps modes the shit <laughs> That really is it for the regular news, I guess. Yeah, and our topic to and our rant. That it's way okay. too long. It's okay. San Fernando, the game's a watch. Optic major results. And if my jersey was any indication, um, we'll just go through the results. But before we go through the results, Maven and Merck were officially back, but they're not just back for the Optic major. Um, Maven states, Joe and I will be back for all CDL majors and champs. I'm excited to be back. This is my home. Thanks to all the fans for the support along the way. Now it's time to shake the rust off and get it after it after, uh, this weekend. She'll be a glorious time. At first, it was odd to not be doing the entire league, but I think this could be a good thing. I want to work on the CDL forever, but we'll now need to work on other projects as well. Sometimes I may be streaming or working on other things during league matches. FYI, I love you all. It's fucking great that they're back. Yeah, they are staples in the scene that, in my opinion, need to be there. They bring, and this is no offense to any other commentator or analyst on the CDL, they all do great work. But man, they're, the dynamic that they have is phenomenal. And uh, like listening to, spoiler, Optic One, but the hearing the after, like the finals interview, mm -hmm. after the final match concluded... And was it Illy that swore on the stage? So, someone, someone cursed on stage, and I'm like, and Shotzi, I think, was about to. It was just really funny because Maven was there, and he was having a great time, and it's just, uh, God, the vibe that's just given off when those two are there is incredible. Um, but let's go through the placings here. Uh, 11th through 12th, we have the New York Subliners. Yes, I mispronounced that purposely the subliners and the surge. So Seattle showing some dominance online did not show up for this event at all. In uh, ninth and 10th, we had the Florida Muneers and the Los Angeles gorillas. All four of those teams take home zero dollars mm. in seventh and eighth. We had the Minnesota rocker 
and the Paris Legion both taking home 10,000 buckaroos. We didn't play well. In fifth through sixth, we had the LA Thieves and the Boston Breach taking home $20,000 a piece. In fourth place, Toronto Ultra with $40,000. And here's where things get spicy. In third place, the London Royal Ravens taking home $80,000. That's fucking awesome. Congratulations to them. And then uh, in second place, because I already said that Optic won, the Atlanta Phase. $120,000 going to them in first place, Optic Texas with $200,000. And man, they played, I, I put this in the Call of Duty chat in our Discord. Like, they played, like I haven't seen an Optic team play in Call of Duty in a long time. They played phenomenally well. And... Uh, I even said like the last round of S and D that they had was the best S and D round I've ever seen. Like Shotzi gets a wall bang on the person planting the bomb and it all just phase were destroyed from that point. As soon as that wall bang happened, I'm like, what the fuck? And their, then their whole strategy was about that plant. Oh, and it fell. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, bonkers round bonkers series congratulations to optic that's awesome you know it's funny to me too tampa bay the buccaneers win the super bowl at home the la rams win the super bowl at home optic wins their major at home what's next will ours rocker uh no nah. <laughs> uh, we got some work to do oh clearly um clearly we do I, i'm I'm really curious what's going to happen to the CDL. Um, I don't, I can't remember. I was talking to some people in a discord Ooh. and I think it's not this year, but next not. So like this season's going to finish. There's another season, which we'll get a new game for. Yes. And then there's a year off. And there's, a, there's a year off, but during for call of duty, uh, my assumption was they'd continue that previous game. Yeah. But that year off of call of duty is apparently when teams owe the league again. So all teams have to owe, will owe the league another couple million dollars, which teams are going to stay and which ones are going to be like, nah, I'm out. So does the franchise implode? The CDL implode because right, teams, the franchise league. Yeah. Are teams going to repay in for these, for what's going on in the CDL. And that's the thing I'd love to know from an org owner, right? Is, now, obviously, they won't divulge into how much they're making from the league and whatnot, like with everything going on. But I'd yeah. love to know, is this like... Sustainable? Yes. Is that the, yeah. Yeah. Like, are you, are you generating more than you're losing? And that's a douchey question to ask. But it's like, is it sustainable for you? Regardless of the team that you are too, like I'm not talking about like a fucking, like these top teams, right? Like I want to know about a Paris Legion. I want to know about an LA Gorillas, so on and so forth. Is this sustainable for you? Right. And you look at like, I remember when 100 Thieves did not come into Call of Duty during the first season because Nate Shot basically said, I would have to sell everything I have to pay to get in the league. Yep. And season two, he's here. Yes, he is. 
but they're not performing well. They're not. They're performing better, but they're better, not performing but not, to their potential. Like Thieves used to be at the top. When I think about COD, I, I you know, Optic Phase, Thieves, um, E United, right? Yeah. They're big, big names that they're not all there all the time now. No. That also that E United roster got split in half basically. Yes. Yep. Um, so where, what what is that worth for your brand? Because it's Call of Duty, it does have a huge fan base. You got to think they're they're getting store profits, team pack store profits. Yep. Um, sponsorships, sponsorships that the organization already has. That's not from the league. Yep. Like the like, uh, Jack Links. I see that everywhere now. Oh, right on optic. Jack Links. <laughs> Oakley. Um, Jack in the Box was... Uh, Jack in the Box was Envies. Envies, yep. Uh, Asus Predator. So are those sponsorships paying enough for Todd? Scuff. Oh, fucking no. I don't know Anything either. else on this thing? Fucking tatted up with sponsors, bro. But then you got to look at, like, you know, viewership obviously matters. Sponsors yeah. for streams. You know, they those sponsors count as revenue. Yep. Um, merch sales, merch sales, ticket sales for event for, for events. But I would assume that would go to the org itself, not like the CDL. Sure, merch. The merch sales that's on Call of Duty's website, yes, like Call is. of Duty League's website. Yep. And I think they go through Fanatics, something like that. So I wonder how that distribution takes place, like revenue split. Yeah, so there's got to be a lot going on in a year obviously. and a half. In a year and a half to two years, let's see if. Uh, Oh man, like the broadcasting rights with YouTube? Yeah. What happens there? Did they keep that? Did they move to something else? Did they get rid of that completely? God, there's so, so many there's up so in the air situations. Yeah, there's so many questions coming up with COD League, especially with Microsoft, oh. right? Coming in and buying. Yeah. Uh, if that still goes through, who knows? Right. But that, because that's true. That has yet to be finalized. And the FTC may stop that. So who knows? Who knows? But yeah, the the I think they talked about how it, like the next one would for sure be multi-platform, but maybe the one after that would not be. But if I look at it, I'm like, I fuck. It has to be, like, okay, the amount of revenue that you'd be losing if by not making a multi-platform. Yes, yeah, I I totally agree there because because you already have if you're trying to get people over to to Microsoft, right, to to Xbox, to Games Pass, those people are gonna be there by that point out already. Yeah. And I would say the, the entice enticement should be, let's put all the call of duties on games pass. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. That's like, and then you still get your new sales revenue from the PlayStation to sales to come over. Yep. But the, the, the other funny thing is, uh, there's always that rumor of like, well, what if they brought, what if they brought game pass to PlayStation platforms? Because you, you technically could, you could Sony's working on their own. Mm-hmm. Game Pass competitor, whatever that's going to end up being. But it's like, I mean, hey, if you literally make Call of Duty exclusive to your platform and services, your platform and services, I mean, Sony's clearly losing out on revenue, if that's the case, because the amount of people that buy it on PlayStation every year anyway. It's huge. PlayStation and it's, it's is played competitively the- on PlayStation. Or is it on more. PC now? It's on PCs now. Okay, never mind. I, I'm just I'm thinking back of the Call of Duty World League. Well, yep, that, that was on PlayStation's. So, because they announced their partnership, there's there's so much up in the air with Call of Duty right oh, now. Man, 
Again, another thing we'll have wonderful. to wait for and see what happens. True. Gosh. It's just wonderful, though. Love it. Uh, just do the old content first on Xbox family. No, fuck that. I hate that content first shit. Destiny did the same thing. Content on first on PlayStation. Right? Like, they got the Monte Carlo first. For yeah, like they got Hawkmoon first. Yeah. Yep. Hawkmoon was like the exclusive exotic for the longest time. And that gun was amazing in D1. And I remember when all I had was my PlayStation. Do you? And then you're like, I play Destiny on PC, and it wasn't cross-platform at that time. And I had to make a whole other set of characters. But look where we are now. <laughs> look at us. Hey, look at, look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. <sighs> um, Justin said in terms of Call of Duty, the league, still insane to me the amount that they had to put down to buy in without an actual guarantee on anything. That's the price you pay in business, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing's a guarantee. Yep. It's all, it's all projected projections, right? Yep. You, you put down this much money into the, to buy your spot. And, uh, we move on from there. And <laughs> clearly, true. clearly the, nobody planned for the pandemic to happen in 2020. So, well, I, and that really put a damper on the league because that canceled literally every LAN event that was supposed to take place throughout the year and replaced it all with online. They had to completely change the infrastructure to be online only. And it's just, they, they technically, they made it work in the, in the grand scheme of things. It's like, but man, that was a wrench that was just thrown in there. Right. And then you also talk about, there was going to be an expansion after year one. Yeah. And the pandemic stopped that because hundred percent, they probably didn't get the, the expected revenue Yep. to be able to support that. Yep. So there, there has I wonder, because there's like profit sharing in the NFL, right? Yeah. Well, the teams make X amount of money. This much goes into profit sharing. This keeps all the teams afloat. I wonder if there is anything like that. In the CDL? In the CDL. We don't know. We don't know. I don't know. All I know is that there are, we, we know that there are sponsorships within the CDL. Like you have Mountain Dew, uh, Astro, maybe. I don't know. You, you, you have multiple sponsorships within the CDL itself. Right. And clearly, if you want more sponsorships, you have to show that you're growing, right? Yeah. So that that pandemic really did not help the situation at all. So, um, you buy an expansion team, the NHL, you're guaranteeing a lot more than what COD guaranteed. That is true, but I guess my rebuttal to that, Justin, and you already understand this, and I, I this shouldn't be an excuse, but the NHL has been around for how long? It's established. Yes. And the CDL was not. It's brand new. And this is like the first time Call of Duty's done anything like this. Not saying it's the first time franchising has been in esports, but esports is even still relatively new in the grand scheme of things. The whole entirety of it. So in relation to traditional sports is what I'm getting at. And again, not trying to say that is an excuse for the CDL and the non-guarantees that a team is getting by purchasing a franchise spot, but that's just my, that's what I would think about it as. I don't know. Will, shall we just move on? I guess. Sure. All right. It's time for Will's Adventures with Nail Overs. And other games too. Will, what'd you play last week? I played... I played some F1 on, on Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, can we give a round of applause <laughs> for Will here? And it wouldn't be without controversy that I got third. 
But Will, because you got third, what does that mean you got? You know, my first podium. I got to stand up on the podium, spray some champagne in, in game. He got obviously. a podium, ladies and gentlemen. Let's podium. go. That's huge. My first F1 podium. Uh, was it the last lap? Second to last lap? I don't remember. Uh, so, I'll just let me rewind. Let me start from the beginning <laughs> here. Let's uh, The Latifi League. Oh, the Latifi League and turn one. I going in turn one. I, I qualified like third. I was excited. No, fourth. Qualified fourth. And going into turn one, I, I slot into my spot and we're turning. And all of a sudden, I hear people start screaming. And all of a sudden, I'm fucking sideways. Someone hit my back right tire and I'm skidding. And basically half the field got taken out from someone going too fast into turn one. It's not uncommon in the Latifi league for people not to let off the gas pedal when they should just saying, <laughs> um, I end up sideways in that moment. We find out that a ghosting is on, which it shouldn't be. Um, it's if you come to like a complete stop or something to that matter, like your car ghosts and people are able to drive through you. Second, there was no damage on Except for tires. Tires will wear properly, but if you hit something, there's no damage on. Okay. On first turn. Our races are not supposed to be like that. So we're going. And, like, it was speculated that there was no damage on, but no one confirmed it, right? Because, like, we all touched wheels, but no one, like, had a hard crash. So we're like, oh, maybe we just all got really lucky. Continue on in the race. I'm holding that. Um, I think I was in, like, sixth or seventh after the slide out. Okay. I, um, I intentionally undercut the pit. So I pitted lap four when it, well, it told me to pit lap four. Most people I noticed weren't pitting till lap five or six. They kept going. The people who were ahead of me. How so many like, laps were in the race? This was a short one. 14. Okay. Okay. 14 or 15, maybe 16. A one pitted race. Yeah. One pit race. Okay. One pit stop race. Okay. Pit so, early. Keep going. So I pit in lap four, get mediums. Cause those should last. So the end of the race, 11, 12 laps. Absolutely. And I'm going and I make, I make a, I, I think I, uh, I missed one person who got a really good pit time, but I made up one pit time on tan fan, um, one place on tan fan. So like I'm up in six, I end up battling. Does that make sense? Fifth, fourth. I, I make my way up to fifth eventually then. Okay. So third and fourth in front of me is. Tony and Josh. I forget their like gamer tags or what they're going by in game. But anyway, uh, Tony, uh, Tony passed me at some point and then passed Josh. He's, he's just really good. And so at that point, I am really good. <laughs> I know it's not me. It's not me. It's not different me. Josh. Yep. Uh, so it's again, Tony's in third, yep. Josh in fourth. Okay. I'm now in fifth and you're about to bust a move. Um, it was funny because I told Tony, like he's, I told Tony as he passed me, he's, he made some joke about eat my tailpipe. I'm like, Oh, I'm just waiting for you to spin out on nothing again. Oh my <laughs> Cause God. He did, Cause he did that earlier in the race. Wow. Uh, Love it. He's, wow. like, he's like, he's like, that's actually a big brain move. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> um, he gets up there now. 
sixth place was Kampa. And Kampa, I love you. You're doing great. But he decided to be our no damage tester. Right? Oh, but okay. I don't like the sound of this. So he just puts his fucking car into the wall. <laughs> he's like, I'm in last place. I have nothing to lose. Screw this. Fuck it. There's no damage, so he's fine. Yeah. So he's doing donuts. <laughs> oh, so you don't get... Okay, so since there's no damage, you don't get like a critical damage, so you don't get DQ'd from the race. Right. Wow. Anyway, he's just kind of going along on the track. Well, here comes Tony up to Kampa. And Kampa's yeah. like fucking around. And Tony has to go wide, and he goes into the dirt. And that like, was your opportunity. And and like he's got this huge correction. Josh and I, I'm like, I'm gaining time on Josh. Yeah. So Josh and I catch Tony. Josh tries to make a slick move and passing, bumps Tony, takes both of them out. I pass him both for third. Let's go. Yes. Uh, Josh takes uh, fourth. Okay. Mo takes fifth and then Tony takes sixth after the spin out. So he went from third to sixth. So Tony's like in the discord, like I'm contesting P3. I'm like, no, we're P3 is fine. P3 is fine because I'm fucking here. (laughs) Exactly. Um, so then today I put in there like, okay, well, there's video evidence of what happened. Disqualify Josh for the pit maneuver. Mo moves up to fourth. Tony moves up to fifth. And he's like, no, <laughs> I'm contesting third. So then Josh, Josh in the discord, put the uh, total wolf, uh, like meme thing of like, oh, I gotta, I gotta pull it up. So if I don't say it right, it's not going to be funny. Um, Uh, it's like Total Wolf, and I forget it's, it was during the uh, the the Max Verstappen. Oh God! Where he's like, he's like, no, Michael, no, no, that was not right to me saying d- disqualify disqualifying him. So there's this whole thing going back and forth in the Discord about uh, who's getting points. But I say my P3 stands. To me, you got third place. Get the VAR. <laughs> there is video, Martin. It was uh, someone showed us the instant replay. In the stream, I don't know if if uh, he didn't save it, but there is video out there of Josh pitting Tony and me taking third off of it. But that's not my problem. If to- if if uh, Josh gets disqualified, I believe Tony and Mo should just move up in placings, and that would be that. So I think that's the way the FIA, FIA would operate because of the under fact- Michael Massey or no. Mm, that's the question right he gone Who so, says, i'll let them figure it out yeah yeah <laughs> but i that's the thing i uh the 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 uh, i was already catching josh before the chaos happened sure so like i very well could have caught them both considering what happened I in mean, my mind you got third place p3 p3 yeah. bitch it was i was josh it, you lost yeah, yeah, it was so. It was like kind of like, yeah, I got P three, but then the argument that happened afterward, I'm like, oh, I got like no one's like. I'm so like, that's the thing. The argument that happened is that's that's Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. You're just you're just, just you're, you're chilling. You're you're yeah. you're fucking you're um, who the fuck got first that blew everyone's minds basically? Oh, uh, oh god, were they both crashed at the end? Was right? it Esteban Ocon who got? In the Alpine, 
and it was uh didn't Esteban win a race? Am I not stupid here? But yeah, that was basically me. Yeah, so- you're like Esteban Ocon in this scenario where like, yeah, fuck you guys. I did this. It, yeah. But yeah, so like everybody else is arguing over bullshit. You got they're, it. They're they're going off in the Discord and the, the end thing playing over. I just go, it's my first podium, guys. And they're like, oh yeah. And they go right back to arguing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> cool. You you got podium and that's all that fucking matters. <laughs> Fuck them. You got it. Um and then I'm playing Destiny 2 because it's becoming awesome again and the story that they're telling is satisfying. So good. Especially um especially with the witch cream and now the the raid. I won't Did say Did you anything. just say witch cream? Let's say the witch queen. The witch cream. Oh boy. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah! I retract the statement. Uh the witch Ooh. Queen update and what's to follow is, and the, the the fact that the raid ties into the story now and it's not like some side thing that's happening. Literally, the is mission, incredible. The mission that unlocked after the world first race finished is literally the beginning of the raid. Yeah, the uh, presage, uh, persistence. Persi- I think is what it's called. Okay, it's you, so good. To get the parasite, uh, exotic, right? No the part of the missions. No. Oh. What did I do that? I did that mission solo then by myself. I don't know why. I must have just gone into it. No, so the the parasite mission is a separate mission as well, where like the the worm talks to you and shit. Did you get the Did you get the parasite grenade launcher? No, not yet. But you go into the. No, it's I've, a separate mission oh, entirely. I'm working on things then. Sorry, I, I just know. totally I'm, spoiled that shit. I'm, no, I, I the worm talked to me at some point. I just don't have it fully yet. Okay, I think I got to do something. So I'm almost there. Yeah, finish that. It's funny. It's a really funny time. All right, all right. And then there's another exotic mission for the dead messenger, which is like 1550 for power level. That's the exotic mission. Gotcha. I'm working on that one still. And then persistence is the story mission that just unlocked after the raid was completed. And that's right below the raid. Yeah. So I, what, what does that get you? There's something for it. Uh, just progression. There's a board thing for it. Yes. Yes. That's what I did. But that mission was so good. Yeah. It's a fun time. God, Destiny's good. It's, I know Justin hopped in. It is a little, I think, tough with the story to be like to- totally invested. Yes, it is hard. We got to get Justin back in there. I agree. I think I saw Game Informer posted their review today of Witch Queen. And it's like, and they talked about how it's, the Witch Queen's phenomenal from a, current player's perspective somebody who's been following up with it because the gameplay has always been good yeah it's never been excuse me it's never been a problem it's getting people in for the first time it's difficult Mm -hmm. it is very difficult because it's 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 like me starting with halo 5 like getting the whole story and the feel for the previous like what what happened and you know i came in as, as a multiplayer then i went back and played the games to understand what has happened this whole time. Right. Um, or like a Warframe or anything that's had longevity. Yeah. It's really difficult. So I agree with you. We need to get Justin back in. And if, if there's a YouTube channel, I want to shout out. It's uh my name is Bife. Yeah. Um, lore extraordinaire when it comes to destiny. If you just want, if you really want to know, and Justin, this is for you as well. And anybody that wants to get into destiny, I guess you could say, is that he he's done multiple times now 
uh, the full story of destiny up to certain points in the timeline. So if you really want a deep, deep fucking dive, then that's it. I have one problem with Bife, and I think it's a good problem to have. Sure. His low voice and the way he speaks. Makes like, me want to sleep. It put, yeah, it makes yeah. me want to sleep. He's like reading me a lullaby, you know, just talking destiny, and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. But the beautiful part is since the raid's done now or the raid's out now and the new mission's out now and so on and so forth with the witch queen, there's so much stuff that he's putting out that, oh, just, you want to sink your teeth into it. It's so good. Yeah. So, um, going back to voodoo, man, he says, this is what happens when I uh, miss a race chaos ensues. Yeah. Sounds yep. like we it. need our leader there to make sure this. Well, the, the funny thing is, is we checked the settings before we launched the race. Yeah. And they were all good. Damage was on reduced, not off. Huh. We checked the settings once it w- the race ended, and it showed that they had changed from when so we started. So you're saying that custom games is broken in F1? Uh, F1's just broken. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. The, I'm really curious on what they did in F1 21, because sometimes you touch a curb and your car just goes, right? Like, it'll spin out. Sure. Where in 2020, you could have hit that curb full speed and you were fine. I'm wondering if that's a refinement into making it more realistic or if it's just uh, cars are more touchy in 21 than they should be. You know what I mean? I guess I don't know personally. I'm not an actual F1 driver. I don't know. But anyway, F1, Destiny 2. That's all I played. What about you, Josh? Um, I've played a few games. I played some Gran Turismo 7. Came out on the PlayStation. And uh, it's... It is, for those who have not played a Gran Turismo before, uh, it is not Forza, okay? And I'm saying this as a person who has played multiple Gran Turismos and is a avid Forza fan. Like, it is not the same game at all. Uh, Gran Turismo is, is, is a simulation game, okay? okay. Um, but, and therefore it makes it inherently slower feeling. Yeah. Um, but I will what 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 I will say about this that makes me excited to play more is that not necessarily like a story mode or anything like that, but they have um progression points. So like there are there's a fucking cat this is so stupid. There's a cafe. Okay. Okay. Where you hang out? No. Oh. You just go in there and you, an NPC has text pop up. Okay. And you see like a little profile picture. It's fucking stupid, but there are menus that you get from the cafe and you do things to complete the menu. Okay. And then you get a little deeper dive into the history of the vehicles that are within that menu. So like one of the menus is, uh, collect three Japanese compact cars. Right. Okay. And, uh, when you go to the world map, uh, uh, three Japanese races will have like a gold circle around them. And if you complete that race, you get that car. Oh, okay. Right. So it's just additional ways to progress to make it feel like you're actually doing something. Is this PlayStation? Yes. It's not Xbox. Correct. Gran Turismo is Sony exclusive. Always has been. Not on PC. Not on PC. Bummer. My wheel is an Xbox wheel. Well, you know, for what it's worth, I always play a controller. So, <laughs> but no, it is definitely a wheel, wheel inspired game. Sure. I, I, I remember the first time I touched a Gran Turismo. It must have been two or three. Sure. And I had only played arcade racing games up until then. I was like, what the hell is this? And never touched it again. They I are. I didn't understand at the point what it was. Yes. 
And now that I'm like into F1, I'm like, oh, maybe Gran Turismo might be nice. But the fact that it's not on. Yeah, it's literally Sony exclusive. Yeah, I figured I would be using my Xbox more than my PlayStation. So I bought bought the wheel for the Xbox. It's sad, okay, Will. Sad. It's okay. It is what it is. It is what it is. And hell, you can always try the game here to see if you like it or not. Without a wheel. I feel like course. I get the sense of what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's <laughs> slow. Um, I also played some Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster. Uh, Final Fantasy VI. What does Pixel Remaster mean, I guess? So they're remastering all uh, one through six. Okay. And this was the last one to come out. They did a staggered release. And so six just came out um, on Steam, Mobile, and uh, Switch, if I'm not mistaken. Um and six is arguably one of the greatest Final Fantasies, if not greatest games of all time. Um, I was really looking forward to this. And it is definitely an old game, like obviously. So it has a lot of those original Final Fantasy tropes, but no, it's really good. So I just played a little bit of that. And then Destiny nice. 2 as well. Uh, I finally hit 1550 power level with the artifact. So definitely not alone. Um, but I'm like I'm at like fifteen forty three or forty four base. Okay, so I am fifteen forty four. I think with the artifact, so I still have a little ways to go. I didn't optimize as best as I could have last run around. Neither did I. <laughs> I fucking suck at that. <laughs> like I just look at what's available for powerful and pinnacle, and I don't even look at which is which. I'm just like I'm gonna fuck just it. go for it. Yeah, because like, I'm not gonna play crucible. I'm not gonna play gambit. So just give me the other shit. So like. I will purposely not run as the Singe class in the Vanguard playlist so I can get my bounties done first and then change to Singe. Ooh, there you go. Good idea. But then I also, like, I did the Crucible stuff and the, I guess it kind of, your RNG of drop too, like, because there's been a couple times where I'm like, oh, I got a chess piece that's one up, but really my, my energy weapon is the one that's lacking. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. that sucks. It does suck. On the RNG side. It really does suck. Um that's how they keep. That's how they get you. Keep you grinding. Yep. Um, At least it's fun to grind. One game that I'm really curious about. Sure. And I, the Elden Ring. Elden Ring, yeah. It's po- very popular right now. It is a, a lot of the Souls popular. players love it. I mean, it is a Souls game. It's a Souls game. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. Yep. I've never touched one of those games before. It looks heavily involved, a t- very time consuming. And I feel like I'd just be lost in that what's going on type of thing. Like, I don't, like, I want to jump in, but then part of me is like, I feel like I can't devote enough time to this game to where it would be satisfying to play. Sure. So I'm watching people stream it and play it, and there's some really cool moments, but it's hard to, like, jump in on a playthrough and know what's going on when I, I can't watch someone stream constantly, right? They stream the game for eight hours. I can watch, like, two hours of that stream. Yes. And you could see completely different areas depending upon where they are in the game. Yeah. So it's hard to, yeah. So I'm conflicted on if I get this game or not. I will say this. I have it. <laughs> you got it already. Yeah. I okay. played a little bit. Um, the, the, the Soulsborne game that I really dove deep into was Bloodborne. That was the one that I have, that I spent the most time in. Okay. Because I always felt Dark Souls was too slow. Mm. Um, Bloodborne sped things up. I thought it was great. Uh, never played Sekiro. Um, and that sped things up even faster and added new mechanics. And then Elden Ring, it's like the culmination of basically everything that they've done, 
just expanded tenfold. So it is a completely open world. As in, you can 100% walk into areas that you should not be in. Oh, yeah. You will get one tapped by anything and everything that comes your way. I I did see a clip on Twitter. It's like this dude is streaming and his chat's like, oh my God, he found it. And the dude's like, what? He's like, only 250 people have defeated this boss. He's like, what? That can't be real. He loads into the thing. Oh, fuck. Takes a potion and gets just like sniped by I don't know what. Like, and sure. he just dies instantly. He's all, I believe it. And he walks the other way. Yep. So <laughs> that's, that's the other beautiful thing about Elden Ring is that, yes, it is a heavily difficult game because all of them are. And they... Uh, from software, the developer of the title um, has gotten a lot of criticism over not including like difficulty levels in their titles because sure. they want you to like part of, they always say that one of the reasons like to get better at a game is to continually die, to learn from why you're dying, yeah. right? To progress and get better and then overcome that obstacle. That's the whole point about these titles. What Elden Ring does is consider, because it's a completely open world from the very start, besides the very brief tutorial section, um, you, you're free to do whatever you want. You yeah. can go wherever you want. Um, and so that's the beauty of it, is that if you stumble upon a place that you just feel is too difficult, no matter what you try to do, unlike other souls games where you would try to just grind out and get souls and then level up. You can just leave. You can go somewhere else entirely and try something new. Now the game does not hold your hand right at all. Yep. That's I know the I've only heard. thing that it does do in terms of a hand holding scenario is that the, the points of grace that you get the bonfires as yep. you will, yep. they emit like a very uh, slight, yellow glow that will point you in the direction that you should go. If you want to continue the main quest of the game. Sure. Um, but even myself who is still very, very, very early on in the title, like when it points me to go to an area, I tried going over there and I just got stopped. Sure. And so I have to turn around and go somewhere else and try something else. My problem is, is that I like a little bit more linearity to my titles. So it's, it's a learning experience and it's harder for me to overcome. And for me, I'm just at the point too, where like, I have a work friend who his only game is destiny and he's doing all this stuff, all these things. He's way about way past where we are. Yeah. I'm like, I want to be there. So like, it's hard. Well, if I have extra time, it's like, I want to be in, I want to be playing destiny. Yeah. This game looks really cool right now and I want to jump in, but I would rather spend my time in destiny. Sure. <laughs> Which sucks because Elden Ring does look really cool. And I like that. You can kind of, you can kind of have different builds, right? Oh, hundred percent. So you can play to whatever play style you want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I've, I've been watching Lupo play. He's the only streamer I really watch anymore unless I'm watching Halo scrims. Sure. Um, and yeah, he, it, he just defeated this cool. I don't want to say anything, but like the, just like one of the coolest looking bosses ever. And I'm like, that was a sick fight. What was the arena? Like, um, this isn't spoiling 
because I mean, there's so many different things. So what did the arena look like? Kind of like a open-ended cathedral. Okay, never the background mind. being like stars and galaxy. Okay. The one I watched day nine play mm-hmm. the other day and the fight that he was in. So this is why it's like, it's fun watching people play because you get to live vicariously through them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and therefore you don't get, have to get frustrated if you die because you're not playing it. Right. I think uh, Lupo's up to like 500 something deaths now. See it's, and that's, and that's probably small in the grand scheme of things. Right. But like two complete opposite sides, right? You have, so day nine, I watched play the other day and the fight that he was in, I'm not going to say what the boss was, but the backdrop, um, was, uh, like a misty, a misty cave. Um, but the music was just beautiful. Sure. Like not, not desolate, not, this is boss fight music. We're going to amp you up. No, it was just gorgeous. And it's something you wouldn't expect in those types of games. So that's one experience, right? On the other side of things, where I told you how you can just turn around and leave and go to do something else, Mm -hmm. excessive profanity, Cody did not do that. Instead, there was a boss fight that he was so determined that he was going to beat. He spent three days at that boss. Ten hours a day, Will. Oh, man. On the same boss. And guess what? He beat it today. Sure. That's, that's... I would never do that. Like, what the fuck? But he, that's the type of player that he is. So you can so do those two things. My semi souls experience. Sure. I would say would be the Valkyries in God of War. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like that's kind of. Yeah. What I, what, and I enjoyed that challenge. Um, but it's can tough. you experience an entire game like that? Right. Is that, is that going to be enough? So the other thing too, is that I, I said that I kind of just glossed over that, that that's not what the entire game is. There's, there's so much more to Elden Ring in it's in and of itself oh, versus other souls games. Yeah, I've seen quests and things that, you know, go find this over here, bring this over, you know, right. There's, there's some stuff like that, but it's mainly about just exploring and immersing yourself in the world. And yeah. there's so many hidden things, things that players have yet to see, things that the that the devs like may or may not think you'll find at some point in time, considering how open this game is. There's just so much to experience. Yeah. Like I, I'm waiting for like the thing where there's like, oh, so and so after, you know, this game being out for five hundred twenty nine days found this boss. Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. And there's guaranteed to be things like that, right? And uh, the one thing I will say is that there's, like I said, I'm super early on. Uh, I said that I like a little more linearity in my games. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, people come out with guides as to like, here's what you should do or blah, blah, blah. Here's something you can get, blah, blah, blah. Game Informer came out with an article saying, if you want something that completely mercs bosses, you should go get this. And guess what? You can do it basically right away. And I'm like, oh, I want that. Because if I can make my experience, because like we talk about all the time, I don't have a lot of time. You don't have a lot of time, right? Yeah. I don't want to be banging my head against the wall. And that's the beauty about it. Even though there's no difficulty options, and I'm not saying there needs to be, you can play games how you want to play them, right? So if I want something that feels overpowered, I want something that feels overpowered. So I'm going to go for that thing and see if it aids in my experience of enjoying the game. 
and we'll see. I'm wondering what we'll talk after. I'm wondering sure, what we can talk is. about. We can uh, talk about it. We should move on. Yes, but yeah, I play Destiny. It's great. Fucking love it. <laughs> Let's move on to some shoutouts. <laughs> Shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. We got zero uh, seven uh, Jamie Escobar. Thank you for the follow. We have Blaine Esports. Thank you for the follow. We have Franz Franzarelli eighteen. Thank you for the follow. And then we have Joe Johilius Jolius Jolius. Sure. Thank you for the follow as well. Greatly appreciated. Uh, happy belated birthday to King Nick and obviously Queen, and happy technically belated at this point fifth birthday to europa halo congratulations gents nice job fucking awesome bandy creations i have a few for you halo memes every day reddit.com forward slash r forward slash halo memes clips of the week number 147 did i okay good i made sure the number was right 147 by high tech redneck worry a halo infinite montage by elik and i missed i apologize for mispronounce that and then we have Halo TV Plus show announced. This is my podcast evolved. Ooh, I'm excited for that one. Fuck yeah. Um, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be fucking exciting. That's it for the community creations that I have. And that's it for the, the, the shout outs as well. Ooh. Will. Yeah. Would you mind plugging the show? You can find us on your favorite podcast services if you'd like to listen. We're on iTunes, Piping, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. Even Josh's favorite. Pocket Casts. If you'd like to keep the community discussion going, join our Discord link is provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Also on our link tree on our Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The social search for HS Pro Talk on those sites. You'll see our logo and the little microphone with the white background and the, the letters in front. Yeah, find us there. If you want to watch the live video, where are we on that? Twitch. Whoa. What? Search HS Pro Talk on Twitch if you want to watch previous videos. Go check out YouTube because that's where we post those. They're on there. We have a website. It's called hsproctide.com. If you couldn't. Anyway, uh, there's links to like things like uh, Streamlabs merch and uh, other shows that we've done, right? Yeah. Other episodes. Other episodes. Uh, my, my brain is like short circuiting right now. It's okay. We're at the end of the show. We are. <laughs> yeah. Go check out the website. Do it up. It's great. And then. Uh, Podcast Evolved Partnership. Don't forget about the fine folks over at Podcast Evolved. Make sure to check out HaloPodcast.com. Your, Your home. home for Halo. Yes. I yes, we're, Josh. We're going to do it at the same time. All right. I, I was just going low and you went high, and that just threw me off a little bit. One, two, three. Your, Your home, home for, for Halo. Halo. Yeah. Check out the show's Podcast Evolved Mission Debrief Book Club, Builds with Blocks, and Halo Headlines. All great shows by the fine folks over at Podcast Evolved. And coming soon, Halo TV+. Plus as they have announced, as Josh put it in the community creation. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see what elements of the lore tie into the TV show, what they differentiate from, yeah. how they make it all work for yeah. TV purposes. Yeah. The trailer looked good. Like it, the full yeah. length trailer looked good. Yeah. I, it's just got to, it's got to hit right. Yeah. Whoa. Yo, Raider hater. With the four-month re-submarino. Thank you so much. You get a woo! There it is, baby. There it is. Josh, that's all I got. Thank you. Also, shout out to your wife for joining the chat. At the last minute. Yes, but she said supportive wife check-in. Well, thank you. 
she's being supportive. Yes. Unlike mine. Probably also just seeing just when I'm going to be on my way home. <laughs> uh, you, hey, you never know. Maybe she wants you to pick up some food. Taco Bell, perhaps? I don't know about that one. We'll see. What is that score that I see, Will? Oh, I've I've had this up in the background. Wild one, five to two. Let's go. The Rangers, which the Rangers have a better record than us right now, so that's good. Well, they're fucking trash. Oh, okay. Woo. That's right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 225 of HCS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening. I want to thank you very much for watching. If you're tuning in the live show, thank you for taking the time out of your Monday evening. Tuesday evening. It's not Monday. It's Tuesday. Tuesday evening. And we flipped it this week. We did. To watch us live. If you're listening to the audio version or just checking out the VOD on YouTube, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule as well. So watch or listen to whatever the fuck you're doing. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, yeah. We'll be back next week. And just to prove a fucking point, I'm going to smack the table. Hey. See, look, it didn't break anything. Look at that. We're back, baby. Guys, we'll be back next week. Talk about some more stuff. But until... Oh, actually, you know what we will oh. talk about? So I we used to have like the on the next episode thing at the bottom of the show notes. Yeah. I should have added that we'll finally have information on HCS Kansas City. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to come out this week. This week. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that next week. So... Fuck yeah. And we'll talk about it on Discord. We already talked about it, but join the fucking Discord if you haven't already. Guys, we'll be back next week. But until then, bye.